0: was Monty Python who once said, and now for something completely different. A very warm welcome to you all to week 18 of the Champ.ie podcast. And as too many train drivers and guards have said in my earshot in the last few weeks, all change. Yeah, my name's Mike Vince. It's my, quotes, pleasure, close quotes, to try and referee this lot. And introduce to you the famous five who will give you 28 winners for the Cheltenham Festival and we will be joined by three of the wisest men I know, namely Ted Walsh, Jamie Codd and Mick Winters, without whom the Cheltenham Festival would be so much poorer. We're going to get straight into day one, just a couple of things to tell you about. And that is that we will be also trying to support the work of the Irish jockeys Fund because we will be putting together a Heinz and that is the five players will be giving us their naps for the week. And the five are, in no particular order, the Irish field's finest. Oh, no, he's not available. We've got Ronan Groom anyway. <laughs> uh, a man who has <laughs> never been lost, of wo- lost for words and who started life as the Managing Director, Chairman, Secretary of the Anujamain Fan Club, a position from which he has never once been challenged, this is Mr Barry Doyle. <laughs> A man who's Mike... probably getting a bit nervous because he might be a star turn in a very special event happening on the pier at Dun Laoghaire about two o'clock on Tuesday. Welcome to Andrew Blair White from the wonderful, wonderful town of Wexford. Uh, let us welcome David Boland and a man who is a dual purpose trainer. Yeah, a dual purpose means he's an each way man, but he's also one of our rising stars, Tom Coyle. They are the five men, and never in the field of punting have so many relied on so few for so little. Let's go straight into day one. Enough of this rubbish. Um, And go straight into the first race. As I do so, news that the latest going from Cheltenham is described as good to soft, good in places. Up to 10 millimetres of rain by Monday and mostly dry. For the four days of the festival. That means it is not going to be the venue of the AGM oh. of Muttlarks Union. Let us start with the Skybet Supreme Novice, heard of the traditional opening race of the festival, due off at 20 past one on Tuesday. A race where, of course, so many great horses have run and some have been beaten. Sprinter Sacra beaten in it and Sizing John was beaten in it before he won the Gold Cup. Appreciate it, the 11-8 to favourite. And then we've got the likes of Bally Adam and Bob Ollinger, and also Metier for Harry Fry and Sean Bowen, the leading British hope. So who's going to have first innings on this? Let's start as we meet to go on. running and groom. Thanks, Mike. I'm going to keep it simple.
1: Appreciate it is going to win this race and get everyone off to a flyer. He's going to be another winner for Willie Mullins and Paul Townend. I don't take this speed angle that I've been uh, hearing on other preview nights where he might just get quickened by up the hill. I think the, the, the Supreme is often won by a stayer and Willie Mullins knows that more than any anyone else because he's had plenty of winners in it over the years. I think appreciate it will go out from the front and I don't think, well, more or less, he'll be up in the van. And I don't think anyone will be able to keep up with him up the hill. Can't have a Metier. I think uh, that form, I actually think Appreciate its maiden hurdle form is better than what he did at Sandown. And then I'm just like going down the field, and it's looking like to me it's going to be eight or nine runner race. I can see the angle of Bally Adam each way. Uh, he got a bit closer to appreciated at Christmas at uh, the Dublin Racing Festival, but Appreciate the one easy. Um, is a lot to do, with, I think. Bally Adam, I would have liked to see him up and trip actually, Bally Adam go with the speed angle into the Neptune. And then you know likes a Blue Lord who would have a chance here, but I think they're going to go for the county. You like Ganapathy at a at a big price if he turned up, and then you're down to like Gower Road for Nigel Twist and plenty to do. And I think he wants to go for the county as well. I think bookmakers will come out in the morning uh, and and want to get appreciated. And you could see something like six to four, seven to four, freely available, maybe even two to one. Everyone will be scrambling for your business, and I think that's a fantastic bet for a Jewel grade one winner and. Uh, a, a, a champion bumper second who's proven at the course. So, simple for me, Mike. Appreciate
0: it. Davey Balland.
2: um I've always been a fan of Bally Adam and I'm going to stick with him. I know what Ronan's saying. um appreciate his form and he's beaten him. I wouldn't mind the last two runs ago when he was fourth. Obviously, he scoped wrong. Gordon's horses weren't right at the time. It's not ideal that he's moved stable um that would slightly put me off, but look, it's very close to it. So, um, surely Henry de Bromhead can't do anything wrong with him. Just keep him ticking over. Um, the good ground is definitely a plus for Bally Adam. Um, he is a quick horse and I think, uh, the race will be, is that the faster they go, the, uh, the more it's going to suit him. So, um, and a, and a big enough price. I agree what Roland said. The, uh, Matthew's form is, is, fairly brutal. um, and I appreciate it. Obviously, it's going to be t- difficult to beat, but I'll stick with Bally Adam at that price.
0: Mr. Coyle, what have you got to say for yourself on this one? Um, yeah, I I'd agree with Rowan and appreciate it. It's just
3: funny, if, um, if Fernie Hollow did stay sound this year, I, I presume he would have went for this, and I'd say appreciate it, would have stepped up. So just on that form, um, Bob Ollinger, definitely. Um, I was down in Goran that day for the maiden hurdle that they ran against each other and for what was horrible ground i never seen two horses pick up and literally sprinting down to the last so he definitely definitely comes into the radar here um i i do agree with the boys just saying Bally Adam the better ground will will he'll definitely appreciate that but i don't, I don't know just his last couple of runs would be funny as well for a horse that his first win was around downpatrick to go on and win a supreme would be I'd say it'd be a first. Um, yeah, but look, we'll keep it fairly simple. I'd say Willie has the key here, and uh, appreciate it to be followed by Bob Allinger. I think
0: Barry. I see there's a horse in this race called Irascible. Who's it named after?
4: Hmm. Well, the chair. Well, the chairman's seat is in good hands. anyway, Mike Vince. I have to say that <laughs> to you. Uh, what, what What do you think about this yourself? I, th- I thought Soaring Glory. Um, yeah, look, the Betfair winners don't have a good record in the race. I just thought if it was, if with the ground being on the better side, um, I think he's 50-50 to go. Did you, did you get in touch with John Joe Jr. today?
0: No, I haven't. Um, I, you decided to leave, but I, nobody was talking to anybody today. It was the wildest, wettest and most miserable days. It's the last time we sat in these chairs. <laughs> mm. um, Andrew Blair White, where's your shilling here? Or sorry, your Euro.
5: Yeah, uh, I'd be with uh, Thomas and Ronan here uh, with appreciated. I think you can overcomplicate this race as much as you can, uh, want. Uh, I can't, like, I can make peace with people back in the likes of Bally Adam and even potentially Metier. I can't see the Soaring Gloria angle as well, uh, at all, to be honest. I could name you 15 Irish novices that would have won the Betfair hurdle of 133. Um, so there's much better horses that have won that race before getting beaten in this. I think is uh, even if you don't like the form, I think he's ground dependent. And also Harry Fry's horses aren't in great shape at the moment. Another uh, very heavily punted odds on favourite turned over today. I wouldn't be too sweet on that. Uh, instead of Bally Adam each way, I'd give a chance to Blue Lord at the prices to, to follow him home. Uh, for every Duvan, there's a Shane's Hill uh, coming up the hill behind him. And, and potentially Blue Lord might just be that. Uh, I thought he ran quite well in the Dublin Racing Festival race behind Ballyadamie, he might be able to get a bit closer to him. So appreciate it uh, to win with Blue Lord following at home. Just so think, uh, it's going to be the Andrew, first
0: the, uh, of 28 green washes of this week, then, is it? It's going to be as simple as that. So uh, very quickly, Barry, a tip.
4: Yeah, i go soaring glory if you lined up each way. I think the farm, Andrew's talking about 133. He was obviously a plot for that. Um, he's gone up, obviously, a fair bit in the weights. Uh, I thought his early season form obviously was beaten behind brave man's game and Andrew loves him for the, for the Ballymore. So I think that form is good. Uh, do Sartre. And I think the rest of the season was, he was being plotted for the Betfair. So if he lined up in here, I I think they have to go for it personally. Don't see why they wouldn't. I think a sharp, a sharp, uh, undulating track like Cheltenham. Um, I think that'd suit him. I think good ground obviously is a, is a, is a plus for them also. So I, I think they have to go have a go. I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, seven to one each way. That would be my selection if he goes. All no well, right, will move
0: straight on because um, we don't hang around here. We go quicker than they normally do in those bumpers around the back streets or, or when of other the tracks and go straight into the sporting life, Arkle. And I think we can all probably go and have about three pints if I start with Barry here. So I'm going to leave him till later. Um, basically, this is the big showdown. Shiskin and Nuzamin, and if uh, anything else, maybe all mankind. So, I'm going to ask you what's going to finish fourth. Now, um, who should we start with here? Tom Coyle, um, and the starter. Um, just going from what you said earlier,
3: Mike, I think with the ground drying up, he's going to probably struggle. Um, look, Siskin, Siskin is. The class horse of the race. He has the form in Cheltenham and all that. Um, yeah, as you said, you'd probably you'd be some man if you could name what's going to be fourth and it was all right because it looks like a three horse race. Um, all mankind. I seen him um, schooling yesterday on Harry Fry's Instagram. Looks a bit scary, bit of a white knuckle ride now going down to a few fences there in Skeletons yesterday. So he's probably going to bowl away. Look, it'll be a good race, but I just think if we don't see any more rain over there in the over there, um an urgent might just get caught for a bit of pace. Um, I know Barry Doyle is probably biting his lip there listening to me, but uh, I think, as as uh, Andrew said earlier, you kind of need to keep these things simple and don't overcomplicate them. I'd say Siskin with the better ground is probably going to take a lot of beating.
0: Well, Allman kind of course, wanted to take the last fence home with him at Warwick last time, didn't he? Yeah. Um, before I invite him to have daggers at dawn, um, let's get some uh, thoughts from uh, Mr. Groom on this one.
1: Shishkin's going to win, Mike. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, I think he's probably going to, very probably going to win, and I, I think that'll be reflected in his odds by the time of the off. It could, I think he could be 4-6, to six, to be honest, especially if the ground dries out. I think Inertimane and Shishkin have been as impressive as each other this season, but the, the, the main factors with Shishkin is is festival or his festival form, his course know-how, I think I love the way he came through uh, the, the Supreme last year. I thought that was a huge run. Abacadabra's has won a grade one, and I give him a chance in the champion hurdle this season. So for Shishkin to go and beat him, I thought it was huge. I think he's done nothing wrong over fences. He's been really impressive. His times are good. And if you could probably knock his form until Tamarok the Mahan went on and, and won well, the nice day in the Pendle. That gives his form a real solid look as well. mean jumped out to his right a bit at Sound. That would worry me. His uh, lack of festival... Uh, Cheltenham experience would worry me Um all mankind is a bit of a nutcase and uh, kind of disappointed in the triumph last season after looking good earlier on I could see him going off in front and I just think this sets up lovely for Shishkin as well Nergamine and all mankind up front going at each other Nico can just take aim you know he has something to aim at all the way and to be honest look if you don't want to back Shishkin um maybe short prices aren't your thing if you want to back one each way or back without Shishkin, Franco de port would be the one I'd take. I think he'll be flying home late. That's what he he done for his grade one win at Christmas. Came home off a searing hot pace, picked the pieces late on. And I actually loved his run behind an ergamine in the thing. He got he, got, he um, at the Dublin Race Festival. He had a really bad mistake just as they went out on the second on the second last lap and uh, got knocked back a bit and and still managed to come through for second. So I'd definitely have him ahead of Captain Guinness who fell last time out, which wouldn't be ideal, but I just think Shishkin's going to win and, and win, win comfortably.
0: All right, Andrew Blair-White, are you worried about a trip to Dunleary next week because uh, it was 12 months ago all this started, or are you confident that Energamine will not be visiting that place called Winner?
5: Yeah, well, myself and the Dun um Fire Department, I suspect, are both hoping that uh, Energamine doesn't go and win uh, on Tuesday, but uh, look... I wouldn't have a massive say on it, to be honest. Um, but between the top two, look, both of them have been very impressive. I, I disagree a, a little bit with with and I, I think there was no way in hell if he stood up, Captain Guinness wouldn't have beaten Franco de Port the last day. I think the the more gr- the the ground dries, the better his chance becomes, and I think you're backing him each way to beat all mankind. And he's as as Tom was saying there, like the way all mankind was even schooling, like. Christ, I just can't see him almost getting around at Cheltenham, let alone getting up the hill. So uh, I've I've backed Captain Guinness each way in the race. It's a bit of a cop-out against, you know, having to pick between the top two. But I genuinely think on a bit of nicer ground, he might run a huge race.
0: Have you got a trampoline, Barry, so you can jump through the roof and up into the skies? If mean uh, in the colours of the chairman of Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club, currently residing in the premiership, can win this. And um, is it a six star now? How confident are you, bearing in mind that sometimes smaller fields, strange things do happen?
4: Yeah, I think Andrew Blair White will have to have the armbands at the ready. Um, yeah, he's I mean, not up at a festival. I think nine to four, anything bigger than that, nine to four bigger, take all you want of it. It's very simple. All mankind goes off like the clappers. Uh, Town will sit, he'll travel away I think he'll, ta- I think he'll jump to the lead he won't even have to, to take the lead he's, he's pacey enough but I think he'll jump away himself uh, to, to the front I think he'll run the legs off Siskin that's my opinion, I've said it all along not changing my mind on it I think anyone that wants to have a go at an urgent need is talking about good ground he want to point to point on good ground apparently Andrew Blair White has said none of the horses are still in training but look, I just don't think the ground is going to be as much of an issue as people think um, and I just think this lad is I think Townham might struggle to pull him up at the top of the hill. I I, I think he's top class. Um, And just on the Siskin side of things, he's he's in nearly every multiple since last March. And I I think anyone who's in the Siskin camp, like I was all over Siskin last year for the Supreme, but it would worry me. Um, He got into all sorts of trouble. He obviously has a big engine. I just don't think he's an Alty or or a Sprinter Sacra. How well does he handle the track? Um, Personally, I know he got up and won, but... Nothing to the level of, of an or when he won the Supreme and Sprinter Sacker is obviously, I don't think he's he's going to be that good. So just, I, I'd wonder how he actually handled the track last year. He obviously has a huge edge. into
0: the car park, Barry. I
4: mean, there's yeah. a steering uh, for
0: launch, did him best to escort him off the premises, didn't yeah.
1: he? He got absolutely knocked into the car park and And, so
5: and, and we're road. also bringing up his good ground point to point form that, to be honest, I could have run in the race myself and come second or third. I
0: was going to yeah. say the mother-in-law was fourth, wasn't this? Wasn't she that I've deliberately saved the final word on this before it gets out of hand. To Davy Boland, where's your um, thoughts on this one?
2: Uh, Shishkin wins. Captain Guinness has a heart problem, so how the fucking hell could you back a horse who has a heart problem? Um, <laughs> and I, mean, oh, I have yeah. two ponies yeah. out in the field. Right, one's twelve hands, mm. and. The Pony could finish second in a point-to-point on good ground in England. They're screws or races. So I don't know what Barry's on about there, winning a the good ground. A good horse like him would win on any bloody ground in an English point-to-point. They're absolute dog dirt. Um, Shishkin wins this. I agree with Frank, the poor will stay on. Um, Cooper told me that he couldn't lie up in the grade one that he won and just kept going. And then the last day, like he got stuck into him and... At the back of the last, and he kept staying on. So Al Mankind as well. What Tom said, I watched that yesterday on Instagram. He's rotten. He's absolutely oh. rotten. I'll tell you one thing: rather Harry Harry Skelton than me, because <laughs> I know he's tree from tree over fences, but he is rotten. He's a mad joke. So okay, so, okay. Siskin. Well, w- w- but
4: but, w- wends, but, Mike. but Mike 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 Mike, can I ask you? Like, do you think if he hits a flat spot? Like, I mean, do you think Siskin? He hit a flat spot last year in the Supreme. No, no, there
0: was a, It was an Asterian Falange-induced flat spot, I think you'd find. Anyway, this week, you're answering questions for once in your life. Um, I, uh, I actually think this is a great race just to sit on the proverbial fence and watch and hope it lives up to our expectations, because what I think everybody would love, two of them jump the last upsides, and then we really will find out if we've got a future champion on our hands. I think that's great. What you don't want is, is one of the rags to come to grief at the first, and one of the principals gets unseated, and all that. You just have that fear that there's so much about this race that something like that would spoil it. Let's hope it is a really good race. That's the main thing.
4: You run the legs off, Mike. Move on.
0: Well, we'll see. Uh, you you are recording this. And you're going to make we're going to make sure that the recording is available for next week. Uh, it's either that or the tickets for. Dunleary will be on sale this time next week. (laughs) Let's go to the big race. Let's go to the Univet champion hurdle. Of course, the news, Bouvedere's not going. He's going to Liverpool. Uh, So we've got the defending champion, Epitant. And everybody sends their best wishes. It's desperately unlucky on Adam Wedge. Injured and misses the ride on Silver Streak, And Tom O'Brien comes in. But is it going to be a festival where the mayors are going to dominate? If so, then Honeysuckle has to win. Um, Who wants to go first on this? Andrew Blair, White.
5: Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that Honeysuckle's going to have to overcome to win this race is the fact that I'm backing her. Uh, That's the only way that gets her beat. Uh, I think she's top class. Look, I thought she was immense in the Irish champion hurdle the last day. I thought she jumped an awful lot slicker than she has done before over two miles. I think they're going to go off too hard out in front. I think there'll be three or four in that first wave. Uh, I think herself and Epitant will be in a second wave of horses, and then there'll be a third wave, which will have the likes of Charger and Abacadabra. I wouldn't put it off anyone having a couple of quid each way on Charger, especially on good ground. I think the, uh, the race may collapse in front. Uh, I don't know if... I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Goshen myself. Uh, I think it, it could all just fall apart. Uh, he'll be embroiled in a pace battle up in front I think it's the same with Aspire Tower uh, I think they'll end up all going off too fast and it's just going to fall into the lap and hopefully it'll be honeysuckle with charge at charge home I think you can make an argument just in terms of a, a match bet it seems to be a very unpopular match bet that I'd be back an Epitone to beat Goshen because I see they're very close together in the market and I I think Epiton's a shade big, actually, at seven to two, given she won the race last year. And Goshen's won a Mickey Mouse grade two around Wincanton. Um, so it would be honeysuckle for me to and charge it to chase her home. And I suspect the bubble may well be burst for Goshen.
0: When I was at Wincanton that day. I think I've just about dried out. I wish I'd taken the mother-in-law with me. Um, but in all seriousness it was bottomless ground. Gosh, she's going to find the ground very different. Um, Ronan. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I listened to a few previews now, Mike, and uh, I've seen people trying to pick holes in Honeysuckle. And I, I just don't really get it. She, she's, she's an unbeaten. She's 10 out of 10. She, just, she hasn't lost a race yet. And I actually think she's better this season. I think if you go back and look last year's Mayor's Hurdle, she, she jumped the last there. She looked green as grass. She's, knocking around up, up the hill and still able to beat Benny to do over two and a half miles at Cheltenham. I actually think that's probably arguably the best form in this race. Um, and I just think she's better mare this year. She jumps better. She won by 10 lengths at uh, Leopardstown. I do like Aber- 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 Abers I just think that 10 length margin is, is too much to make up. Um, though I do think he will get closer at Cheltenham. The way he traveled and what I just said about Shishkin, the two of them came clear in the Supreme last season. I think a big field, fast-paced suit as he can sit off it and, and uh, travel into the race nicely. I just don't think he can make up the 10 lengths of Honeysuckle. Uh, loads of question marks over Uh I don't really buy the excuses last time. Everyone looks for an excuse sometimes, and sometimes it's just not there. I thought she got beat fair and square by Silver streak. Uh, although obviously I respect that she's gone over the course and distance, and Nikki Henderson's the best trainer of a champion hurdler around. Uh, gosh, and I don't really trust... And, and it's much for a muchness by them. So uh, the market's got it right here. I don't think Honeysuckle is a, is a bet anymore, but I think she's by far the most likely winner.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to give it 10 wins for J.P. McManus.
2: Um, Davey? Um, I'll stick with what I said a long time ago when I was laughed at. Um, I backed Honeysuckle anti-post before the Dublin Racing Festival because I felt that she'd win at Dublin Racing Festival and this is the race she'd go to. Um. Quite a few of my friends called me all sorts of names, but um, the only worry, the, yeah, the only worry I would have is just the grounds. It's just, just, it's just only little worry I have. Um, uh, it's, uh, I'd say Adam Wedge is only missing a ride in Fino. I wouldn't say he's missing nothing else with Silver, Silver Streak. Um, Epitant, if she comes back to form, she's going to be very hard. Um to beat but I, I, I'm I, definitely sticking with Honeysuckle but I'd agree with what um, Andrew said Sharjah and on that ground he'll always be there because he travelled so well and such a good turn of foot but um, yeah we'll stick with Honeysuckle she keeps improving she stays and um, she's very versatile in terms of what way she's rolled as Rachel's proved And so the last few times she's rode her so we'll stick with her. Honeysuckle for you Barry as well?
4: Laughing at Davey. Uh, a couple of my friends laughed at me when I put up an urge of me in a one for the Arkham as well, Dave. Don't feel so bad. Uh, two of us t- nearly top of the market. Um, yeah, I, th- I think this uh, champion hurdle is probably the best we've had in quite quite a while, is not it? It looks like it is. Uh, Roland can't trust Goshen. I can't trust Epitent. I think Goshen has probably had genuine reasons. Um, personally, you know, I've kind of done a full circle on him. He nearly left my mind completely before Win Canton. But I just think if there was any superstar to come out of this, apart from Honeysuckle, who already is, um, it's, it's prob- probably going to be And I get, I take the point about the ground. Most of his form is, is probably on um, a softer surface. I'd be more worried about the ground for him than I would be on an urge, I mean, but I will be doing the rain dance the night before. Um, but I, I think that, uh, yeah, no, I probably would side with him just at the prices uh, at four to one. As I said, he, he could be anything. He was he was going to be arguably the most impressive winner of a, of, of a Triumph hurdle um that I that I've seen. Uh, our Connor was good, but I think this lad was he, he was toging the whole way around. I, I I just personally uh when I saw that last year, I thought he was champion hurdle winner um for this year. So I'm not going to change my mind now. I think four to one. Um I've backed him at sixes earlier on in the year. He went out to twenties and now he's back into four. So we'll go with Goshen. But if there was one each way, I think he I love the way he's been campaigned this year, his Aspire Tower. And Thomas Kyle I think put him up at I don't know Thomas will tell you. Uh, on the season preview, but I uh, I just like the way he's been campaigned. He's been kept fresh, and I think he could run a big race at a big price.
0: That's well, yeah, Asparta was third, net second in the triumph, wasn't he? Because he was left second in the end with with Goshen's spectacular ax, uh, exit. um TC Asparta, yeah. Look, I I I'm
3: thinking back to my sixty six to one early in, on the year t- to get there. Look, he's here. I just thought. I thinking of putting him up earlier on the year it was because he was such a big and raw horse even going to Cheltenham last year. Um, I think Henry has campaigned him properly. He there was no fluke, I don't think, about beating Arbacadabra's in down Royal. Um, look, he, he bumped into Sharjah at Christmas, but I think being fresher and this bit of better ground, um, it could be a shrewd move. Look, I'm not saying I, I can't see him beating Honeysuckle, to be honest, because I think even... Two mile even on this track will suit her more than town But visually, I think we seen the drone in town the last day. When when they had come out with a back, you knew the boys were never going to get to her. And if anything she quickened away all the way to that second last and and away she was gone. And I think Cheltenham, obviously, with that stiffer finish, will suit her even more. Um Epitant, yeah, I'd agree with Ronan. I can't accept uh, why she was beaten the last day by Silver Streak. Goshen since today, we've seen um, who rode him that day on the Flash Hector um, Crouch. Barry, Hector Crouch gave him the yee-haw there, and he got there. Um, uh, Tom, 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 that. Tom,
4: say that again. What did he give him?
3: Uh, the yee-haw. Huh? Um, but he, um, he since then, uh, he was keeping from that day, I was like, he doesn't look like a champion hurdle horse. Okay, the last day, he he was um he looked good, but he bet song for someone on heavy ground and if Song for Someone was in Leperstown, how far would he be been bet? Um, Abacadabras was another one we put up earlier in the year as well. Um, for the better ground, he's there as well. Um, look, it's, I don't think it's, it's, it's as good a race as we've had for a while because it's probably more competitive, but there isn't the one standout horse like years ago where we had Brave Incas and Istabrax and the likes of them for that division where Honeysuckle has been over further distances than that. Um, but it is definitely a more a more competitive race. Um look, Honeysuckle wins, and I'd be kind of hoping Aspire Tower might sneak into third for me big each way, bet. so that's the way I see it.
0: Okay, well, in a moment we're gonna hear from Ted Walsh, but um, just before we wrap up day one, can I ask you to keep this brief, lads? Um anything else that's caught your eye on day one, Davy
2: Um, there's two I like in the ultimate. I like uh, Gordon's, or should I say, Denise Foster's horse uh, as carry at 10. The only worry I have with him is he's never experienced um, better ground bar once when he's beaten by by, um, uh, the Little Yank in Tipperary. Um, And other than that, he's only ran on soft and heavy ground. He's only eight runs as well, so he probably lacks a bit of experience, three runs over fences. But I like him. I think if you look at his form, the horse – I can't remember the name of the horse of Henry's that beat him in Nace the last day, but I'd say he's a smart enough horse. Would, and, he go uh,
4: to, I,
2: would he go to the National Hunt Chase or the Ultimate? I'd say he'd go to the Ultimate, yeah. Um, I fancy him from that. And then there's another horse there quickly I like at a big, big price is uh, Jeff Kidder in the in the Fred Winter or the Boodles, whatever they call it now. Um, I like him. Uh, his form isn't too bad. I know it was a very slowly run race. Uh, the grade two that um, Zana here won in Leopardstown, but um, he's only beaten seven and a half lengths by him. And uh, I know his other races aren't overly strong for him, but I think he's a horse that um, the good ground and a fast run race like this a handicap, and he's a good mark. I like him at a big price for Sean Flanagan. Barry?
4: Not a thing for me. I'll make up for it on day two with the handicaps. Uh, a couple of strong fancies on day, on day two, but uh, keep it simple and nerdy, mean.
0: Yeah, he's a man of few words and we didn't get two of them Ronan
1: uh, I'll take a pass as well Mike I have a few fancies for later in the week But uh, nothing major so I'm not going to labour on like I usually do
3: Tommy um, Just too quick I think you could probably do a double um, concertista in the Mayors race and uh, if Roy Pagai runs in the last um, He wouldn't be out of place in the Gold Cup to be honest um, he's way ahead on ratings. Um, he's probably going to be in a lot of accumulators if he runs there, and I probably could see him running the first day of the week if the ground's going to be a bit softer than later in the week. So, him at eleven to eight, if he runs there, looks a good bet.
0: And Andrew,
5: yeah, uh, quite like Black Tears uh, each way in the mares. I think she'll be chasing concertista home, and uh, same with Davey, about Ascari at ten. Except I have a feeling he'll go and run in the National Hunt Chase. I think Max McNeil was on an ITV podcast today, said they were more leaning towards that race. Uh, I'd take on the top two in the National Hunt Chase, big time. Uh, you sh- you and shorten
4: up, Andrew. Right, OK. Uh, um, for, uh, sorry. Sorry, Mike. I, I, I'm, getting, I'm, sorry, getting, I'm
0: getting... I'm getting, get, I'm getting used I need to it. Be... Um, we can't keep Ted Walsh waiting. Um, let's quickly go round to the five of you for your naps. Barry obviously is napping... And who's you mean um, Tommy Coyle? Uh, Roy, Royal Pagai They won Yeah. Again is? Royal Pagoy and the last if he uh, runs. And then let's go to Ronan.
1: Uh, about as solid as the hands on Barry Doyle's clock,
5: Shishkin. Andrew? Uh, simple, appreciated. Davey?
0: Shishkin. Well, they're the day one naps. Tell you about all we're going to do with all the selections at the end.
4: What about you, and, Mike? Of course,
0: one of the great things about the coverage on television in Ireland is the famous Ask Ted. Famous about the emoji, and he started talking about what he ate in a restaurant and mm-hmm. things like that. So fearless Mr Barry Doyle has been talking all things Cheltenham with the great man from Kill. So, Barry Doyle meets Ted Walsh.
4: So, delighted to have Ted Walsh feature on the Champion of the uh, Cheltenham preview uh, for 2021. Ted will start on day one. Ted, the champion hurdle. Honeysuckle is favourite, of course. And she's 10 from 10 over hurdles. Does she win it?
6: I'd love to see her win it. I'd love to see her win it for Rachel uh, uh, and, of course, for an Irish winner, for Henry the Bromhead and for the Mayor herself. She's a great Mayor. She's a great chance. Uh, it's an open enough race. Um, I think the horse of Moors uh, that fell in the triumph last year, if he was as good as he was last year at Liverpool uh, Cheltenham, has definitely got a chance as well. Uh, Five-year-old still have a great record. The champion horde, but he's a good horse now. And the last year's winner, Appetante, is a good filly as well. It's a wide open race uh, as far as them three. I think it. I think it's between them three now. I don't think anything else will count. But it's between them three. Uh, Honeysuckle is very good. Uh, Don't even worry about Honeysuckle if the ground was quick. I think she loves a good dig in the ground.
4: And clash of the week Irish versus the British, Willie versus Nicky, and Ergymine versus Siskin. What a clash this could be, Ted. How do you see it? Uh,
6: i I'm very impressed with uh, Nerjamin at Town, and when he won at Nace. He's a very good horse. He jumps like a stag, but Jonathan is a very good horse as well. Again, uh, Irish, you think that you'd like to see Energy Mean win, but Siskin's a very good horse. He was uh, rough enough all passages last year to win the Supreme Novices, and he's a great leper. Um, I think he'd be hard to beat.
4: Yeah, and I suppose a lot of people are saying the ground with Energy Mean. A lot of his farm is on softer surface. Would that be a concern uh, with the Irish horse?
6: Uh, I'd say it'll be easy ground the first day at Shetland. first day at Shetland is always easy. They have a well water. They won't want this. A quick ground it'll be on the slow side of good uh, at the worst I know he can be soft but he'll be definitely on the slow side of good I'm sure Andrew mean it like the softer it is the better he'd like it but it'll be I don't think the ground will be an excuse
4: yeah speaking of two mile chasers from the Millie Mullins yard day two the feature across the Queen Mother champion chase Shaq-Anne he looks a bit of a monster Ted uh, would you have a concern I suppose he hasn't ran at Cheltenham before and with the unknown would that be a concern no
6: no concern whatsoever. Lots horse horses goes to Sheldon that's never run before. I think that's only a lot of pogwash. It wouldn't bother me a bit in the world. He's a great leper. He travels like a stag. He jumps like a stag. He's a very sharp price now. I mean, he's a very sharp price. Um, and, I mean, he's a very good horse, but he's a very sharp price. If you're looking for a big price on that, I think Willie Mullins, is other horse, he just fought the champion hurdle last year. I think he could be good issue have value. See the summary.
4: Yeah, and the world for for Henry's horse, of course, won the arc last year. We can't forget put the kettle on.
6: I would forget him. I don't <laughs> think put the kettle on it'd be Shack and beat Shaq or or Celis or, or, uh, or, uh, 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 Henry. Celis Emery is a hell of a horse. He dawdled in at Nace last week. He might not have beat a world beater when he beat uh, Noel Meads horse. Um, but at the same time, uh, he's a good horse. He was fourth in the champion hurdle last year. He's a very good horse. And he's a, be- a good enough price to get a fair price. Each way of value, I think he has a chance.
4: Ted, we know you're a fan of Monkfish. How good sure. is
6: he? I'd say he's a hell of a horse. He's a hell of a good novice anyway. Whether he graduates into being a Gold Cup horse, time will tell. But I think he's the he's the better than meeting. Now, I know he has to jump around, but he has nothing to beat. I mean, he'll he'll, he'll, he'll beat all them horses. The only thing that'll beat Monkfish is if he generally flex at the back of one of them.
4: Yeah, uh, we come on, I suppose, to the, to the champion bumper on day two. It uh, looks like an all-Irish affair here. Uh, Kilcrute, of course, impressive at the Dublin Racing Festival. And Sir Gerhard, we must not forget. Uh, I can't remember a horse as impressive uh, at Down Royal in that bumper as Sir Gerhard. I spoke to Jamie Codd yesterday. Uh, he pu- pulled fairly hard. Kilcroot, what was your thoughts on the Dublin Racing Festival? Was was it maybe too good to be true? Yeah. No, no, they're two good bumper horses.
6: We have a great record in that race there great record I mean uh, they're two very good horses it will take a very good horse to beat either is the two of them while well, it only could be one winner uh, I don't know I'd back whichever one of them is the best value you know I wouldn't uh, if, if if one of them was if one of them was very sharp and enough of it was a bit of value I don't know they both might be stinking bad value but they're, they're two very good horses I wouldn't I'd hate to have a bet in either of the two of them but they're both very impressive Do you know what I mean
4: uh, day 3, stairs hurdle of course is the feature race and the British, I suppose, they look in pole position if you're to look at the market anyway uh, Paisley Park and Tyne Hill had uh, a disputing favouritism at the minute How do you see it and do you think the Irish could land a blow, blow and one maybe at a bigger price?
6: I don't know I uh, didn't see it in Irish uh, The horse of uh, Gardens that uh, won last year he won, he's won a couple of uh, uh, pretemps attempts uh, J.P.'s
4: horse, what's his name? Sarah de Burle. Um, yeah, he's
6: a bit of an each-way chance. Uh, I think that horse uh, that won it last year uh, is a bit of value in the race. Uh, Oscar, what's his name again? Uh, can't think of it. Um, this
4: Nagar Oscar, uh, uh, yeah. Oscar, yeah. This
6: Nagar Oscar, yeah. This Nagar Oscar. I think he's a good each-way chance. I don't think there's any. There's no big bucks in the race. So I think you could get a different thing. Time Hill could come and win either. Um It's a wide-open race, but for a bit of value, I think this Nagar Oscar is probably the best price.
4: Yeah, Envoy Allen. I wanted to ask you this question, Ted. In terms of the horse's preparation, now obviously from a trainer's point of view, like would it change a stable routine? Like, would that concern you so close to Cheltenham, or is this horse just going to go and win? It's
6: Henry, Henry de Bromhead. You want to ask that? Uh, uh, how is he? Eaten up? how he settled in? He might might have turned the hair. He might have gone back down to Waterford there, and not known he was any different, and set up and done whatever everything. He, Henry wanted him. He can afford to be. Seven pound worse than he is, and still beat them. He's a hell of a horse. Do you know what I mean? If he's even if he's seven pound, but you the, the horse is like they, they don't even have to change stable. They go to check them and they might travel well. And they might do, but you know he travels well. He's been there twice, won twice. He's a lovely jumper. Uh, he's in good order. He's going from one good hotel into another. I don't think. I, I'm sure it's not ideal, but I don't. I think he has so much up his sleeve. He's not going for the Gold Cup or the Champion Chase. He's going for a novice Chase. If he met them same horses here next week at Leperstone or Punchestown, he'd be one to three.
4: Yeah,
6: you know, it's like those mayors of Willie Mullins that went over a few years ago, uh, Limony and Al Broomfold, or much a the good olive brown mare there. Uh, name escapes me now. Broom Broom Egg. They were six to four, but if they were the same, if they met the same horses here at Punchestown or Leperstone, they'd be one to two. So sometimes sometimes there's great value in 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 with the short price horses because because it's Jetton fellas say oh Jetton still only a race course and still only a race I think uh, 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 Envoy Allen is against them horses I think he's a different league.
4: Mouth watering question, Ted, and I've been I've been mad to ask you because it's looking ahead to next year and I know it's early and I know we're miles out. But if you had to nail your colour, if it was to nail you down and ask you potentially next year, if we had a Gold Cup clash, 2022, Monkfish or Envoy Allen, who would you side with? At
6: the moment, I'd probably side with Envoy Allen. Right. But that's a long ways to go. Lots of horses have been impressive novices. And both of them are very good horses. And they both could end up not winning another race. That's the way the game is. But they're two very good horses. But, I mean, they all have to... Progress next year, start off the season sound and be in the same shape. I wouldn't have thought coming home from Cheltenham a couple of years ago that Album Photo would win two gold cups.
4: Uh, it seems like a long time ago, Ted, since Album Photo uh, celebrated his first gold cup win outside the Lord Bagnall there in 2019. Um, he's only had four starts since then, uh, but but, he, but he's, he's going for a third one now. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it'd
6: be great if he did. I never, if you ask me, Two or three years ago, I never would have thought he was a horse that would have heading to win three gold cups, but he, he could do, he could do. Um, a bit more to do this year. Apple Tard's a very good horse. He won around there as a novice. Uh, he stays well. He's a quality horse. He's a young horse in the improved. And I thought Champ was very good the last day when he was second at Newbury. I think, um uh, Album Photo will have more to do. I think the softer the ground is, uh, the better it'll suit Album Photo. And, but I think he will. I think he'll be hard to beat. But he has plenty to do with them other two.
4: Yeah, and I wanted to ask you actually about Champ, and again from a trainer's perspective, uh, one run this season. Obviously had a wind up early in the season, but you know he comes in there off a win off at, at at two miles and adjusting back up to three mile two. Would would that be any concern for you? Like not a bit null.
6: Okay. A bit, not good horses. Carl Good horses win over any. Kato Stark would win a Tingle Creek over two miles. And win a Gold Cup over three and a quarter. In a nice prep run at, at Newbury there over two miles. Uh, so what you call only had one run this year. Album photo. Yeah. Blown some more. Over two miles and six. So, so how could you relate some more to Cheltenham?
4: <laughs> uh, two Irish horses before we finish up on day four. Uh, they're not running on day four, but I did want to ask you about the two of them. One being Concertiste and the other being Bob Ollinger. Uh, thoughts on the two of those?
6: I think Bob Aldridge is a very good horse. I think he'll be very hard to beat in the, in, in, in the Valley More. Oh, very hard to beat. He's a very good horse. I was very, He ran up against Ernie Hollow at Gordon and just got beat. And then he came back and he won the canter at NAB and I was impressive again at Nays. I think he's a very good horse. I know Henry thinks he's a very good horse as well. Uh, I'd say he's... I think he'll be hard to beat. Whatever beats him, whatever beats him will win the Valley More. And I think he, I don't think Kenton will beat him.
4: Concertista?
6: Ah, she's vulnerable. You could you could pick holes on her here and there. She's not she's not near the mayor like of, of uh, the other mayors of Willie's that won it like uh, Queen Vega and Benny De Jules. She's definitely not in that category. Maybe she doesn't have to be, but she's not.
4: So finally, Ted, before we wrap it up to raise funds for the Irish Indoor Jockeys Fund, I'm going to ask you for a nap of the week, an ex-best of the week, and an each-way dark horse.
6: Well, monkfish is a nap uh in, 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 in the novice chase, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
6: And without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, I think and I think uh the next best is Gardens or well horse in the in
4: the in the tri- in the triumph. Um here. here.
6: And uh, each way uh, I'd say as I said earlier on, invite our Cedar uh, Steal in the champion chase.
4: Ted Walsh, pleasure having you on the Cheltenham Preview for 2021. Hopefully some of those land and we raise a, a, a much needed funds for the Irish Injured Jockeys Fund. I wish you all the best and where will you be enjoying the racing next week?
6: Here on, here on the couch, we on the box. <laughs> Have
4: you had a man cave set up? No, 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 no. I, I no, anyone to see me
6: here, it'll be Cheltenham. Or he does anyway. We held, only held him himself. Eddie Casey as
4: well. With, with, the do not not distur- with, with, with the do not disturb with uh, with do not sign on the door. <laughs> at this stage, they know
6: they know they tell us that there'll be no one showing. Call for that now. There's no one calling anyway. Don't need the doing at the site. You don't need to
0: do not the disturb sign. It's a shame not to be uh, in the company of the great Mr. Walter Cheltenham this year, but uh, hopefully any second now means that we shall be reunited at uh, Liverpool. All, however many years well, it's been since Papillon won. Anyway, we need to move on to day two. So the mother-in-law's asked me what I fancy on day one, so I said I ride each way. Interesting, Richard Johnson, I hear, is going to ride that horse who's been placed in some big handicaps in the UK. And this lot have all been placed in plenty of handicaps, these five tipsters. So let's see how we go with day two. Start again, obviously, with a novice hurdle, this time over further. Uh, we start with the Ballymore. And, of course, appreciated is one of the leading fancies in the betting, but it's going to go on day one as far as we know. Similar comments apply to Bob Ollinger. So the favourite is to keep this at home. A brave man's game for Paul Nichols is the favourite, just ahead of Gayard Domenil, who looks like being the main hope of uh, Team Mullins. And uh, a couple of others that probably got half a chance. So let's start this time on day two. With some eloquent words of wisdom from Tony Coyle.
3: I oh, don't know about how wise this will be now, but um yeah, as you say, it's difficult with Everton being doubly entered, but there's one um at a bit of a price there now at the minute, and he stayed on very well behind a the last time. It's a uh, Kescon Risk of Joseph O'Brien's um he was beaten 12 lengths by appreciate it, the last day in the Dublin Racing Festival um i know he's also in the supreme as well but just going through them um if you watch back he's really stayed on well so maybe this this bit of extra trip might suit him well uh, he won his bumper well in fairy house um probably over a year now ago um look willies as well gillard de manil he was impressive the last day um he started going to the line where he looked a little bit in trouble turning in, but he um he had plenty left. Um I wouldn't be so sure on Brave Man's game form either. I wouldn't be up to scratch on the English. So Mike will probably let me know about that. But um yeah, just with doubly entries, it's kind of it's it's a risky race. But um I do like on risk if he goes here um at a each way price. I think he's sixteen or eighteen to one there. He could be a, he could be a bit of value
0: there. What I would say about Brave Man's Game is the um, Nichols' book of superlatives has been out on this horse. Um, Whether he's right or whether he is wrong, time will tell. Um, Andrew, where are you here?
5: Yeah, I actually really like Brave Man's Game. I I know some of these are doubly entered. Uh, Kaskon Risk will run in the Ballymore, uh, not the Supreme. Uh, I don't see under any circumstances other than... A couple of, you know, supposed shrewds going in on Bob Ollinger. I don't see under any circumstances how he's going to run in the Supreme over this. Uh, I think he'd have a great chance. But no, I've been quite sweet on Brave Man's game all year. The form of the last race at Newbury, it's hard to know because the, the real key to the form is Stargate. And we haven't seen him since. Uh, but he looked very impressive going into that race. So you'd have to rate that as pretty good. And And Paul Nichols can't stop talking. Uh, about him, as you said there Mike uh, every superlative under the sun has been given to this horse and if he's even 80% as good as they're talking him up to be he'd he'd have to have a great chance in this Uh, I'd take on Gallard de I think the form around that the last day he's beating a lot of horses that will be running in the Bartlett rather than the Ballymore as much as that's not bad form in the book I still think he should have won the way he did and uh, Brave Man's game, I know the Shallow Hurdle doesn't have a great record in the race, but he won it by 10 lengths. Uh, it's a bit of a an odd one out from other Shallow Hurdle winners, and I think he's got a massive chance of giving one to the English.
0: Well, I would say is at least he proves he gets the, the trip okay. Um, Barry?
4: Yeah, I think Andrew's on a good one here, Auntie Post 16-1 to 1, Brave Man's game. He's actually my selection at 7-2. to Brilliant jumper. Um, it's not like Nichols to have one as forward, is it? um over hurdles and to be to be going in a grade one with him over hurdles at Cheltenham is very unlike Nichols. Obviously thinks an awful lot of him. I like him. I think he's a potential superstar in waiting. It I suppose the last the last 14 winners of this attends you know, were were an SP uh, shorter than, than eight to one. So it this race tends to, to favor horses at the front end of the market. Personally I don't see the fascination with Willie's horse, um, Gallard de Melille. Um, it just doesn't do it for me I know Andrew likes Statler for the Albert Bartlett um, Tom, I do agree with him I like Kescon Risk uh, as a bumper horse last year, um, I thought he might potentially go for the Supreme but he is a lot shorter on the exchange uh, for the Ballymore, it looks like I can see the case as well, he was staying on late so maybe at a bigger price, uh, Kescon Risk I think he was 20-1 to 1, non-runner, I'll bet the last time I checked, the good ground will suit him again, but uh, my selection in the race is uh, Brave Man's game I think Andrew will be taken home to Bacon 16 to 1. anti-post.
2: David Barland. Uh, Bob Ballinger wins wins well. Very good horse. Um, going back to what we said in the Supreme, what Tom said about them um, that day in Gorn. I was there myself that day. And um, uh, I think I know it's easy to say if um, injury hadn't caught him. I'd say Fernie Hollow is by far the best of all of the novices. Um I'd say he was going to go on to big things if he hadn't got injured. And uh this lad um it was unreal how hard they went up uh, from from back to the second last the whole way home. Um and then I well, probably bet not in a navin, but it but he was still impressive and I thought he was brilliant the last day in the thought he was very, very good. Um everything's gonna suit him here the trip, uh the track, the stiff finish. There's a very, very good horse this is and uh, I think
3: he'll win. Do, do you think just Davey, like, just on the trip, did, do you think he'll settle well enough? Do you know, he's been racing over that shorter and he, and he races enthusiastic enough, I thought, at times, you know? I, I, yeah, I he was very he keen
2: in, uh, in Navin, actually.
3: Yeah, like, um, he's
2: going to have to spit that out if he's going to get this extra. That, that'd be yeah, my one. The, the, the only thing, that other yoke of, uh, I should say yoke, because he's not a yoke, his second favourite, Um, uh, Willie Mullins' lads, uh, where's the know. hoods? <laughs> Sure, he, yeah. he'll, uh, he'll probably make a good gallop in front, you know. Um, yeah. you, you call me mad now, but at a, at a huge price, do you know what I think could be placed? And uh, is that M- MC Muldoon of Willie's? Um, when he gets good ground, he's, you're, you're going to, I know that's you look at the form and you're probably thinking, what's wrong with this lad? Did he get a bang on the head? But I guarantee you, this lad's going to be in the first three or four. And he's um, when carries
0: he carries the colors, of course, of um, Willie's misses. So that will be great yes. for the family. and he's got one that's owned by his Mrs. one that's bred by his mother. Talk about the family. And we've saved the best till last, but first is Roman Grimm.
1: Sorry, sorry, I muted myself. <laughs> um I um I want to take the top three in the market on here. I just don't have anything to do with it. I think it's interesting. They're all grade one winners over two and a half miles plus, but I just don't think that's the type of uh, profile you need for this race. Uh, it's been said many a time that you need a more speedy horse in the Ballymore. Uh, it's one of the great kind of uh, tricks of Cheltenham. It doesn't really make sense, but a lot of horses come back to two miles and have from this race and won the champion hurdle. I, I think it's the layout of the track, the way that they jump two hurdles early enough and then come come uphill. Um, I just don't think there's anything there. I mean, uh, I don't get the Brave Man's game thing at all. I mean, the beat two horses in the shallow one of which we haven't seen. The other one was the Glancing Queen. She'd beat 50 to 1 for this. Uh, the horse that he beat before that, Es Perfecto, was beaten off a mark of 133 next time out. Just don't get it really, uh, Brave Man's Game. If you look compare his form to Gallard de Manil and what he did at, at uh, Leopardstown, the field he beat of, you know, really good Irish novices, I so just don't think there's a comparison there. Bob Ollinger, I think is probably the right favourite, um, just on what he's done, that he won the, the Nace race. Uh, but blue lord would be interesting. He was second to him there, pulling really hard. But he was able to go with Bob Ollinger up the straight, and he's one that has shown form over two miles. He was third to appreciate. Uh, at the Is he not
4: going to him, no?
1: I don't know what he's going for. yet. you know, Willie Mullins, it's uh, Willie Mullins bingo. He's in the county as well, which could be an option for him. But I'm just saying, if none, runner, or no bet now, if he if he if he turned up here, he'd be uh. Be interesting, I think, just with uh, the two mile kind of pace angle, but it's not a race I'm getting hugely involved with.
0: Well, I'll give you one each way at a big price. I was quite impressed by this Adrimel, who I think will be short of price if he was with a trainer better known than Tom Lacey, who was probably best known for Kimberlite Candy, who goes for the National and Battle to Victory, having looked unlikely at Warwick in a decent grade two. They all finished in a heap. Um, But I think he might have run his odds at a big price in that. And so we move on to race two on the second day, one of the highlights of the week, the Brown Advisory Novice Chase, which, of course, is uh, under this name for the first time this year. It is the three-mile novice chase. uh, Is anybody going to oppose Monkfish? Uh, And if so, let's have a a forecast bet or whatever. Um, Barry, go in first on this
4: I have two children, Mike. One is an ergymene and the other one is monkfish. Uh, An absolute certainty. No need to overcomplicate it. You're breeding
0: good stock, (laughs) (laughs) lad.
4: They're like two children. That's what I meant to say. I thought he'd
0: name these two goldfish after them.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. do Do you know what's a better bet, though, Mike? Back him to win the Gold Cup now at seven to one. He was ten to one a couple of weeks ago. I actually backed him at ten to one. I generally don't go about two. I, I like my anti-post. Generally don't do things like that. But I did back him for the Gold Cup. That's my opinion. I think he's absolutely top class. And the fact that latest exhibition is, isn't even going. What will that tell you, Davy? Will come in here. Ronan right Green. Yeah, I'll
1: go quickly. I think Monkfish is going to win. Uh, for a while, he was the same sort of price as Jack and for the. Uh, champion chase and um, Jesus I'd have I would have had Monkfish at that price miles before I'd have Shaq and so we'll get on to that in a second but I think Barry's summed it up beautifully there when you think latest exhibition it'd probably be one of his main rivals and he's completely ducking Cheltenham you scared him completely away uh, I think the big breakaway would run okay I, I liked his run the last day at Kempton he, he, he just looks like a big slow old boat that will more appreciate to sort of galloping track and if you if you just knew that Pizarro's were back to some sort of form, he could be, he, he would be probably be the bet in this race. I'm just not sure about the stable uh, all season. It's it's been it's been a bit of a disaster for them. Um, can't have Eclat de Rire. Not not enough experience for me. Next destination. I'm not sure he's good enough. Uh, I think Fiddler on the Roof could run a big race each way, but I'm only kind of picking holes of things here. Madman, which is the uh, napa the festival.
0: Well, I'm a big breakaway fan, as you know, who hasn't had a go on this. Um, Andrew?
5: Yeah, look, I think Monkfish wins. Uh, I'd be one of the the big members of the latest exhibition fan club. It's a bit of a shame. He's not going to go over, but uh, I can see the reasoning why. I think he's by far the second best three-mile novice chaser around. If Monkfish wasn't around, I think he'd be short for this. Uh, But Monkfish wins. I'm not even going to bother trying picking something without. When you're scrambling around in the without market, it's usually a sign that you should be moving on from the race.
0: Yeah, you always what you under this says you'll know your Dun Leary trip where well, you've got a fun day, haven't you? Um
5: uh,
2: Davy. Um yeah, monkfish. I I sent Barry a couple of pictures of anti-post bets I had on this lads. Um hefty enough bets. I couldn't believe he was still leaving money after he won at Dublin Racing Festival. Um I'm obviously a huge latest exhibition fan because of the Nolans. Um some six me back teeth are looking at monkfish from last year in the Albert Bartlett. But um he's a phenomenal horse. Um, it's gonna it's gonna take something not special, just something very strange to happen to beat this lad. Um, the latest exhibition, I completely understand why the boys aren't taking him on. You know, owners can't go. Um, they've seen his arse the last on last three times they've taken each other on, twice over fences. Um, and they didn't get closer the last day over two five. But um, I know the Powers Gold Cup is what they're talking about. Um, but if they go for the other race instead of what's being spoken about, I think it'd be well worth staying at home. This like could go to the Irish National. I think if he goes to the Irish National, he'll win it. Latest exhibition. I know no, I'm getting off the mark here. We're talking about Monkfish, but just to say about Latest Exhibition, he's a very good horse and I think it'd be ideal if he did go to the Irish National. It's a good race for novices. But uh, yeah, Monkfish. nap of the meeting, he'll win.
4: Andrew Blair uh, might have a dilemma Mr. between Coyle. Fred and latest exhibition in the Irish National, Thomas Coyle.
5: Uh, no, no, nothing gets in front of an Olin horse for myself.
4: Tommy Coyle, complete your. Yeah.
3: Look, we'll you keep it simple. It's probably across the board that Monkfish is going to win. Um, just for them daredevils that like a bet, Um, if they're going to keep Going with his steering for launch. Um if he can get his jumping right at all. This is go- <laughs> this is this is gonna break up. Like I know people think I'm probably mad here and now putting this up, but
0: yeah I'll tell he, me. And it's <laughs> finally he, dropped then. He, he, <laughs>
3: always, he has uh. look, he was fourth in he was fourth in the Supreme last week. Like yeah, well sure look your sure, Danny Mullins got ejected last week. He might get ejected next week as well. Um you didn't see that fall you got off. What was that? He you know, rode in Leperstown the other day. Didn't look nice now. But, um, look, it's bar moonfish. You're looking for something. I, I would have thought latest exhibition was an absolute certainty to be in the first three. It's a pity he's not going. But, um, as you say, you can't take Colin Tizzard's horses. I don't know if they're in and out. And they absolutely all bomb bear lost in translation last year at the festival. And you go through them. I don't know, just maybe... He's you off know, for a bit of crack at 25 to 1, lads. You might get, you might get a good old run out of him. Um, he, has, he has ability, obviously not great ability at jumping, but if he could get that right at
0: all, he might, utter,
3: he might squeak a place.
4: He's another car. Um, sit-
0: well, I'm, I'm a big the, the big breakaway fan, but the one that fascinates me here, and I don't know what they're going to do with the horse, uh, I'm still trying to work out what an earth sporting John was up to at Sandown last time. Won a grade one. But then, uh, coming past the judge with the circuit to go, I think Dickie Johnson thought, what am I on here? How, when the penny finally dropped, it didn't just drop, um, it was two and six that dropped, not just a penny. Anyway, um, enough of m- my um, musings. Uh, you want to hear from the real experts, and you want to hear from these five, as we move to the Betway Queen Mother, the feature Willie Mullins never won it, chacon Poussoir, Altior, can he win it again? And what about the defending champion, Politolo? And of course, Notebook is top class, maybe Negro's won. I mean, this is a class race and then there's first flow in it. Um, I don't know what what you guys think. I reckon that let's hope, first of all, they all turn up, bearing in mind what happened last year with Chacon and uh, Altior being withdrawn in the final 48 hours. This could be one of the great champion chases for me. Do you actually come and come to my help run? Do you agree with me?
1: I think it is. I definitely think it is, Mike. And I definitely think Shaq Amperswash shouldn't be an even money shot. I think he should be a lot bigger than that. In fact, I'd actually make him out of all the short price favourites at Cheltenham. I'd probably make him a, my layer the whole meeting. I just think this is a very good race. Um, Jesus. <laughs> honestly. The Cheltenham factor is big with Shaq and Persuat, and you look down the field there and, and tell me this is not a good race. People are crabbing Altior, saying he's an 11-year-old. Back on good ground, I think he's a player. Uh, you know, people say, oh, 11-year-olds have a terrible stat. Look, not many 11-year-olds get wrapped in as much cotton wool as Altior has been and is a four-time festival winner. i give him a huge chance if he's back to form. Nube Negra was really impressive last time. Politlo won this race last season. Put the Keppel on, I give a huge chance to Arkell winners of a fantastic record. She's three from three over the course and distance. So Royal is there as well. First low, you have all these horses running for you if you want to lay on Porsois. And granted, he's been really good at Leopardstown, but this is a new track. This is Cheltenham. And uh, just the way he runs Chacan Porsois, there's a lot to talk about the way he, he kills off his rivals during the race. Well, if that is the case, that's a big facet to him. He's got to do it at a different track. The undulations of Cheltenham, will that make a difference? I don't know. I I, I I like a couple here. The two I backed. I'm probably going to lay Shack on The two I backed. there put the kettle on. And if it was good ground on the day, I back Rouge Reef at a big price. Uh he's course and distance winner at the start of the season. He hammered home in a in a handicap there of 156. We had uh, Gavin Sheehan on the podcast earlier in the season. Uh told us all about him in America last year that he didn't. Probably, he was beaten after two fences because of the soft ground there. Still finished third with a good run. And he actually beat Nubian Negra at Warwick last season in the Kingmaker. He hammered him on good ground. And Nubi Negra is like third of the price. Uh, so I give a big chance to Rouge Riff on good ground. And I, I generally do think that and Portois is a, a big layer, even money.
0: Altier, of course, is wearing headgear, which is obviously of some interest. Are you better with headgear on I've Be known to
3: be a bit of a rogue at times, all right, so I probably am, yeah. Um Look, yeah, um, yeah I, I actually, I do like put the kettle on as well. Um, as you said, three from three. And um, it's not too often you get last year's Arctic winner coming into a champion chase at 10 to 1. Um, she obviously loves it around there. She's getting her seven pounds and some air's allowance. Um, there is, yeah, as the boy said, there's enough questions to be asked about horses like Altior. Pilililog was well, bet the last day by first flow. I can't see why first flow is fourteen to one shot. If, if Pelitolog is eight to one, I thought he bet him fair and square. Um, but yeah, I, I I no, I, I, go put the kettle on each way. I think, um, just course form tree from tree. Um, she runs her race around there, so um, yeah, I, 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 will go with that. Harry
0: Doyle.
4: Yeah. No need to overcomplicate it again. Shaq and Persuah, I think he's a stone better than everything in here. Um, and I think put the kettle on and follow her, follow him home.
5: Andrew? Yeah, with uh, what Ronan was saying there about maybe one of the, the shortest price favourites to take on, he'd be the one short price favourite of the week that I really, really want to win because it will just shut up the naysayers of this horse. What else can he do? He wins grade ones like they're running out of fashion. If this race is at Leopard he'd be one to two, uh, not even money. You're getting even money because people want to take him on. I think he's so far far ahead of these horses, Ronan. And his best asset is his jumping. So he has no jumping concerns. I was actually at Wexford uh, when Put the Kettle on ran in a maiden herd, and she got stuffed by uh, Mister Blue Sky, Willie Mullins, by ten lengths. How
4: and ever, long since, long
5: was that? ever since <laughs> then, though, you can't be winning. You can't get stuffed around Wexford and then be putting her up for a champion chase. I think in a two-mile champion chase, she'd want softer ground as well. Um, I think the Shaken Pussly just wins. If you're telling me Rouge Vif can beat Shaq and Porsois. He'd want to be starting tomorrow morning, not on Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> he's, one of, he's a course and distance winner, which is a lot more than Shaq and Porsois, yeah. Oh, come say. on a in handi- there, A handicap beaten on the slopes, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, and speaking of Wexford, Toby.
2: Um, I'm 100% with Andrew. Uh, What Shaq and Porsois has done has been so good, but his, his performance the last day was just devastating. Tuesday went some gallop, and um, we gotta repeat. I, I know it's a completely different track in terms of undulations and everything, but people forget how stiff that straight is in Leopardstown. Um, very, very stiff straight, Tommy. You know, you, you, you know, I'm sure you've walked over yeah, yeah. times. It's a very, very stiff straight, um, mm-hmm. in Leopardstown. Um, there's a lot of oh, gallop
3: from, from that last bend like you think
2: oh, you turn I'm in it's a long way from home I think actually um, if you're ever Le- next time you're at Leopardstown, walk the track I don't think people appreciate the track until they walk the track it looks so much different to when you're watching it on TV but uh, this lad will win this lad this is some horse the, like, his performances have been brilliant but I was I was blown away by the last step. it was devastating he'll win it's quite
0: clear the advantage he had of actually getting that run in the hilly way back in the just before Christmas was absolutely key. made the difference to him, um, and you know everybody's hoping, as I said, it will complete the set for Willie Mullins. So move to the rest. Can of I say can day. I say
2: something else as well? Actually, um, yeah, go on. Just to back up what Andrew said, I have seen a bit of work up amongst Grange there uh, ten days ago. Where Henry de Bromhead works his horses and put the kettle was on, put the kettle on was there and uh, she finished third in a bit of work and the horse in front for was a point to point herself. So. Um, I know she won an after last year, but she won't a Jack and Boris well.
4: I think she might come second to him,
2: but she won't be. Beat- sure, she can finish wherever she wants. It don't matter. She won't beat him.
0: I was just hoping she might go for twenty to one in one race and win it, because then I could call her home and say it's a boilover. But anyway, enough of that. Um, let's move on to elsewhere on the card. Uh, we've got the cross-country. Um, can Tiger Roll beat Easy Sland? Uh, and there's a f- couple of other races as well. Um, <laughs> let's skip through this in no particular order. Barry Doyle.
4: I oh, mentioned the cross-country when, ta- when you're talking around Andrew Blair-White at the moment. A bit of a, a touchy subject there, Jess. Uh, yeah, across the cards. Uh, Grand Raw win the Coral Cup, 7-1, to one, back to my 20s, and absolutely loving Tucus on um, day two. I've had a nice bet on him as well at 25. So, two best handicap bets of the week all on the one day, on the Wednesday. Um, uh, I think Tucus has been a plan for a long time and uh, w- was interesting uh, to see completely different tactics at Leopardstown the last day after being I suppose ridden to, to finish late the previous day in the, I think it was the Dan Moore at Fairy House. I think this is a plot. Um, and he's, he's got five pounds, I think, on top from the, the British handicapper on top of his Irish mark. So he hasn't been absolutely totally crucified. He's off a mark of 143. And uh, I think he'll be hard betting the Grand Annual. He's actually my nap of day two in Tucas at eight to one. Uh, well, we'll come to
0: naps in a moment before we introduce the codfather. Um, of course who has uh, got a great record in the bumper which is on this card and anybody got any thoughts on the bumper let's go to the rest of the card um, let's go to Andrew next, what do you think?
5: Yeah well, I'm hoping Willie Mullins and Rich Ritchie have a, have a good uh, middle of, of the Wednesday because I quite like Kashari in the Coral Cup uh, I still think in 9 to one's available I think that's a very fair price, only got £2 pounds from the English handicapper and uh, Geez, if you looked up uh, Wise Guy's horse in the dictionary, you'd get a picture of Ventoukis. Uh, every man and dog seems to have backed him now for the Grand Daniel. Uh, I can't have him personally. And I'm really hoping, uh, I don't know whether it's confirmed the plan or not, but I'd hope Jordan Gainford might ride Chosen Mate. And if he does, I'd give him a, a knocking good chance in the Grand Daniel uh, at 14-1. to 1.
4: All the Wise Guys were listening to me, Blair. Got to, it, yeah.
5: um, uh, Tommy...
3: Yeah, going okay. to so go I have a quick run through. Um, Carl Cope, um, Martin Brazzles, you raise me up. Martin's horses are in as good a form as a yard has at the minute. He's not going with some of his bigger guns, but he is going with this lad. Um, I think he's well handicapped there off. Uh, he's 10-12. He was third in a good handicap in Leperstown uh, last year um, behind Charles Burns' horse. Those days are gone. Eddie's horse was actually second, Golden Jewel. Um so he had he has um he has experience in big field handicaps. As I said, Martin's horses are flying. Darrow Keefe, they they've struck up a good partnership. So I'd have him in the cross country. I think some neck is a great each way bet. 12 to 1, his course form that race has fallen apart. Tiger Roll probably isn't the horse he is. He was um hopefully the place will ignite him. Um Although we'd like to see um, Easyland winning for our friend Jason. I don't know, just a few question marks about the run the last day. Um, I know he was giving them all weight and it was a handicap. But um, him and just a word for Emmett Mullins. He has the shunter in the Johnny Henderson. He's going for the big bonus after winning the good handicap in Kelso last weekend. So wherever he turns up, obviously Emmett hopefully will have them in good form. Had another winner yesterday in the bumper in Wexford. Um very very shrewd man and gentleman
0: as well. So um he definitely have a chance, maybe in the Johnny Henderson if he turns up. Yeah, he learns a lot of listening to Uncle Willie, didn't he? All hours of the day and yeah. night.
5: got, he, five, he didn't, got, he didn't got
0: go, five entries. Yeah, he didn't go around with his eyes closed for a place. No, not at all. The only one you know cousin he did win, he's a winning jockey. He won the Martin Pipe and also went on to win the gold cup, so he's no mug. Davey.
2: Um in the bumper, Tree Stripes' life has been um, well backed in the last couple of weeks, probably because of certain people talking about him, but uh, it's a very, very good horse. You look at his race in uh, Navin; He was very keen early on with uh, Jamie. Um, and I know they taught an awful lot of the second horse. The second horse has now been sold and gone to Paul Nichols's And I'm told has shown great things at home. And uh, sure, he, he destroyed him that day. A very, very good horse. Um, high cruising speed, quickens. I think when he gets on better ground, he'll be better again being a leading light. Uh, so Gerhard is obviously a very good horse. Um, and croft as well. But uh, I think I like uh, Tree Stripes Life uh, in the bumper. Um, I, I was very impressed with him and Navin. I think the other two are very short, aren't they? So
0: I still have it in the back of my mind, although he was proved wrong. Why Willie was so keen that Patrick should ride Rammelis and not kill Crew mm, in that race at yeah. It just makes you wonder. Some something is nagging at the back of my mind. That um,
2: you're always very keen on that horse as well, Mike. Um, well, exactly. I remember when he when he ran in his first run, Richie Deegan actually rode him in Leopardstown over a year ago, and he was very, very keen. But he's just they said he was just very backward and green, and then. Maybe something happened to him. I don't know, but he he he'd nearly a year break, and then he came back and bolted up. And like you said, uh, Willie, Will I know he was wrong about which one to ride to ride, but um, I like this uh uh three stripes life. I think he's a very good horse. But like I said, the other uh Sturridge Hart could be very hard to beat. Well, he's a
0: man with all the answers, not necessarily to the questions that I ask him, but, Ronan. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I've nothing nothing for the Coral Cup, Mike. Uh, snap. Yeah. I share um, I share, uh, Tom Thomas's concerns over Easy's Land and the cross-country. The, the horses that beat him the last day were the, the two in front of him were out of the handicap, which doesn't really say much at all for the form of that race. So if, uh, when Shaq and Porsois bombs in the champion chase, I wouldn't try and get it back on uh, Easy's Land. Uh, but one I would suggest having a bet on is Ibleo in the grand annual. Uh, I think he's been really progressive this year for denisha williams uh, and he beat a horse called the big bite last time who should have won that great Gold cup of newbury tried to run around again so i'll give him a big chance at 12 to 1 in the grand annual and nothing for me the champion bumper that race shouldn't even be at the meet so uh just ibleo and the rest for me
0: right naps on day two ronan as you've got the floor let's start with you
1: yeah um go for a nap uh I'm not huge on anything. I'd say if I, if, if anything I'm gonna lay shot and so my nap for that.
3: Tommy. Um look, <laughs> probably the best horse at the festival might be run monkfish.
2: Davey. Uh do a double shot and Porsois, monkfish, load up on the two of them, they'll boat win. Andrew.
5: I'll try to get something at a price here. Kashari each way in the Carl Cup. Barry.
4: Davy Bolland. Great shout out here. We'll, we'll try to give a bit of value, though, but that double will come up uh, in Tucas, Grand Annual, 8-1. to
0: So there you have it. Well, of course, day two is bumper day, and it's a day when uh, Jamie Codd has had the weight of Ireland on his shoulders and he has delivered, of course, famously with Envoy Allen a couple of years ago in particular. So let's hear what the Codfather has to say about Cheltenham 2021.
4: Oh, delighted to have Jamie Cod feature on the, Champ of the Cheltenham preview uh, for 2021. Jamie, a very different year this season. Have you the man cave set up a home for the week?
7: How are you, Barry? Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Now, um, yeah, look at it, a very different year. Um, I suppose. Look at it's just it's just everybody is feeling a bit of pain with this COVID, and look at it I suppose if this is is this the pain we're going to have to feel for missing Cheltenham hopefully we'll be back for, for entry and, and get back going today or so look at it that's the way of the world at the minute and we'll, we'll just have to put up with it but yeah look at, I'm actually looking forward to it um, you know being able to sit off and actually watch Cheltenham for the first time in maybe 25 years you know uh, so I'm actually looking forward to that side of it
4: Obviously love to have been there, but look, that's the way it is. If we were to start on day one, uh, Jamie, Ascaria 10 is one I wanted to mention to you because, you know, you, you, you have rode him before, he's lightly raced, he's entered about both the Ultima and, and the National Hunt Chase. Um, you wanna to point a to point on him at Boris House. Uh wasn't too long ago, in fairness, and he looks unexposed heading to Cheltenham.
7: Yeah, look, at, um He's a horse we really liked. Uh, I won a, a five-year-old uh, maiden on him in Boris and uh, since got sold to Max McNeil and and the McNeil family. And uh, look what he's done really, really well for the, for the connections. Um, and I'd say this is what he was bought to do, was jump a fence, and he seems to be doing it quite well. I thought he's run the last day in Nays in the Grade 2 against Henry's horse. He, he, he cleared the uh, rear, was... Was was very good, and you know, I don't know where he's going to go. He's in the Ultima, he's in the the National Hunt Chase, but wherever he goes, you can be sure that this horse will be staying going up the hill in Cheltenham. He'll he'll really relish the hill, and so. Yeah, I'm excited to see now where, where,
4: where he ends up. And as I said, you you wrote him you in a point-to-point, point, Jamie, and that day was, was soft ground. Most of his winning has been on a, a softer surface. Would you be concerned at day one, I suppose it is going to be a bit softer on day one, but they're talking about a, a sort of a good ground festival. Would that concern you in any way with him?
7: Yeah, look, at you know, I, I think the step-up in trip is going to counter, counter that, uh, the ground a bit. So, like, you know he's going to run either in a, in a 3 mile 5 race or he's going to run in a 3 mile 1 so you know the step up and trip is really going to suit him and um, look at I, I think he's got a great chance look at Boris is not a is not a real deep heavy ground um, it's uh, it's actually one of the better ground tracks so I, I think actually better ground might suit this horse
4: yeah and day one the feature on day one of course is the is champion hurdle Jamie and Abacadabras represents uh, Colantra. Um, would you say he'd have an E2S squeak if he bounced back to something like his best form?
7: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, his run over Christmas, uh, disappointed, but I thought he's run back into Dublin. Racing Festival was right back to his best. Look, he ran into an extraordinary mare that day, Honeysuckle, she was she was awesome. She was really, really good, and Rachel was good with her. Um, so... Look, I, I I think it's wide open, uh, epitant honeysuckle, and then there's maybe three or four horses that you would say have a great each way bet in the in the champion hurdles and move was waiting for entry. So, I I I think the average at twelve or fourteen to one is a, is a savage each way bet.
4: Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um it's going to be a different uh, a different look this year when it comes to the champion bumper on day two, Jamie. Uh, you rode uh, Three Stripe Life and Sir Gerhard to victory both this season. How would you compare? Like what, what's what's the difference between them? You sat on both of them. You obviously won on both of them this season. How would you compare? Ah,
7: uh, look. Uh, when you're comparing different horses, uh, you know you, they're they're both good in their own way. Um, I suppose Three Stripe Life has to step up again. Uh, he he's only won a maiden, a maiden bumper in Navin, but. I was very, very happy with him that day. He travelled really, really well and more or less won on the bridle. And, um, you know, he's going to be very exciting going forward. I suppose, sir, Gerhard has, he has kind of done it. He he won his bumper in down royal. He he absolutely hosed up and went to Navin for the the listed bumper in, in really, really tough ground. And I thought put in a very, very good performance. To be let's be clear about it, of Gavin Cromwell's. I, th- I thought it was a really professional performance. And I suppose on the back of that, he's the one that you would be siding with um, because he has that more experience. But look, at it, I really do think if um, Tree Stripe Life gets, a, gets the kind of early part of the race right, if he settles, relaxes, I think he's a horse that could run a big race.
4: Yeah, I, I can't remember a horse to pull your arms out as as much in a bumper as, as Sir Gerhard. It looked like he was tugging the whole way at Down Riley. He must he must have some ability, Jimmy.
7: Yeah, look at he he really has. Um he really has. He was he was well produced in a point of point by Ellen Marie Holden and um no, he's trained on. Look at he was ready to run last year before the lockdown came. And um, it was probably a blessing in disguise. He got very, very strong over the summer and like he's a six-year-old now, he's got a he's got a back end on like a like he's he's just like a bullock, you know. He's very very strong and um, no, he's a horse with a lot of ability and um, you know he's he looks looks very very exciting.
4: Would he be one of the more speedier bumper types you, you you've ridden in your time?
7: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I did. I got off and then in in um, Navin, in and I just. I I just thought to the ground that day. It was so heavy. It was it was hard work, and I just thought, I thought he was he was a champion bumper winner in the in the in the making that
4: day. You know, absolutely. Coming on to Grand Roy because he's attracted a bit of support for the Morns uh, in recent week uh, for the Carl Cup. What what would, be, would your thoughts be on him? Like he he had a good run behind Picasso in the last day.
7: Yeah, he's a horse. Um, he obviously came from Mickey Henderson's. um uh, he won a couple of novice hurdles for Nicky, and uh, and then John Gordon. He probably just took a little bit to get adjusted to um, to our regime as such, just to settle in. And he kind of ran an maiden or a, a, a hurdle a, a novice hurdle in Galway, and it was an encouraging run back. But I thought his performance at Christmas was very good, and I thought his run the last day was quite encouraging. So, like he's going to go into the Coral Cup with a with a good mark uh two and a half mile is the coral. Uh, so you know, I'd imagine he will drop in, ride it for a bit of luck and fingers crossed he could come home really, really well. But uh, I think drying ground will suit him. He's a great little leper and yeah, he's definitely a horse going in on the right side of the handicapper it's it.
4: Yeah, and the boss's Oscar was has been spoke about as as a per type for for quite some time now and what was your thoughts on his mark? Like he, he's been he's been put up a fair few pounds. In fairness, by the British handicapper, w- would you would that concern you a little bit, Jamie?
7: Ah, would you know for the pretense? He, I think he's, he, I think he's about eleven, twelve on his back. Um, he's a lot of weight. I'd imagine, I'd imagine we'll probably have to claim off him. Um, you know we've a, we've a couple of good claimers in the yard there, so I'd imagine one of those guys are, are going to get their chance on the big stage, and. Um, so, look, at he's a very, very classy horse. He obviously has the, rate, has the weight for a reason. Uh, he ran really well at uh, in, in, in the Handicap Hurdle in Leopardstown the last day. So, like, he has the weight for a reason. So, it, I, I'd imagine if, if if one of the claimers come on board, seven pounds off his back, and, you know, he definitely has a life chance.
4: Yeah, you're Yeah, and I suppose the feature on day three, Colantra uh, is re- represented by... Ah uh, the storyteller uh, de Burley and Fury Road. are they all likely to run uh, Jamie in your mind and like wh- which one of them would you like to be with if, you, if you'd a choice a ride any of them which one in your mind would you ride
7: Ash look at this, this, this the storyteller is a real he's a yard really favorite he's um, he's a bonny little horse but he like he's a phenomenal horse really and he got his grade one uh, before Christmas in the James Nicholson so it was fantastic for connections to Sloan's there to to go to the local track and get a big day out uh, and, and he's backed it up twice since he, he ran a really good race in the stairs Hurdle um, at Christmas and then he came back for the for the three mile chase uh, behind Ken Boy in the Dublin Racing Festival so look he is he's a great little horse I'd imagine Keith gets on fantastic with him and you know They'll ride him for a bit of luck and be the last one to deliver and you couldn't write him off. I don't know whether he'll win it, but he's definitely good enough to be in the first three or four. Uh, Fury Road didn't go chasing this year on the fact that they wanted to keep him back for this Stairs hurdle. So look at I don't know. He ran really, really well last year in, a, in an Albert Barton behind Monkfish time Hill of course so like tying in on that form with Tyne Hill you know he has to have a chance but you know I, I, I don't know drying ground is probably not going to be suit him but he still you know he has a chance and look at Sire de Barlet he turns up every year at he's he's, a, he's twice a winner there uh, I think he has to improve another little bit to get up to that standard in a grade one in a grade one, uh, in a grade one.
4: He obviously his run behind Florent Porter and um, at Christmas was it was a good run, but I think he still needs to step up again. Yeah, finally on the Friday's card, uh, Toriograph and Sakira—they're they're both, I suppose—in in the Bartlett and uh, like Toriograph looks to have an ideal profile. He's had plenty of runs, albeit he hasn't ran in a in a Grade One as of yet. But he was one I liked uh, potentially for the Albert Bartlett. What's your thoughts on him, Jamie?
7: yeah um, lovely horse uh, Mahler horse um born out of over derby sale uh yeah he's 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 a horse that's improving i think a lot of malers improve with time and and when they get stepped up a trip as well and this lad is definitely is definitely improving Is time will tell whether he's improving, improving enough to you know step up to a grade 1 albert bartlett and, and win that but it is a muddling kind of race fakira's there as well seems to be doing all his best work at the finish but he might have to step up another little, little bit as well um, so it'll be an interesting race but two two very very live chances um, i possibly probably go with Vakira uh, just a little bit more I suppose in those graded races he seems to be running a little bit more consistent but look at Toregov could still step up and he still has the time to, to obviously step up but he
4: will have to step up. Yeah, f- finally, uh, I suppose, Jamie, uh, just just two questions from, from Twitter. One comes in from James Robinson and he asks, what does Jamie think of Grange Claire West?
7: Uh, yeah, quite a bit to do with him, Barry. Um, obviously, he won a point to point for Dennis Murphy uh, quite impressively and yeah you know, he's a horse that we really liked. He he, he was since bought by Cheeley Park, so, you know, they just hopefully he'll be lucky for them. Uh, they, they seem to be they seem to be buying a, a nice caliber of horse and, and they seem to be turning out really good for them. Look at he, I'd imagine next year when he um hopefully he'll win a bumper and he can step forward but kind of jumping is what this guy was bought bought to be. He's gonna make it into a really, really nice um two-and-a-half, three-mile hurdler
4: stroke chaser. Jamie Codd, we're going to come on to your, your nap at a festival, your next best of the week, and you're each way in a handicap. Fire away.
7: i look at uh, my nap is M.Y. Allen. Um, my best ride of the week, if I was there, was going to be Galvin in the, in the five in the National One Chase. Really looking forward to riding him, and uh, I think he's got a great, great chance. Dry ground, course experience... Um, you know, second season, father. So he's my next best, and each way in a handicap, I am going to go for Escaria Ten
0: in the Ultima. So Jamie Cod, sadly, won't be seeing him riding this week. But roll on 2022, and the return of the Codfather, no doubt with a stack full of winners. And he moved then on to day three, and of course, it moves to the new course on day three, and the first race, one of the finishes of last year. Sam Crow and Mellon, but we we will be very surprised, I suspect most of us, if the 2021 version ends with the judge uttering the words, photo finish, photo finish, won't we, Andrew Blair White?
5: Yeah, we don't need to be spending too much time on this. Uh, I know it's not ideal that he's changed stable, but Envoy Alain surely wins this. It looks a piss-poor renewal of the race, I think, in behind. All the Irish horses are running scared of him. The English horses aren't up to a whole pile, and I think he just wins.
0: And uh, we're going to hear from Mick Winters a little bit later on, in fact, at the end of our thoughts on this day. Um, have a thought on two as well, Davey, about this. What, I mean, is it just a question of the, the dangers in front of him? He's just got to jump the fences, hasn't
2: he? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Um, an exceptional horse. Um, everything he's done from day one, when he won his point-to-point in Wexford um, to up to now, um, he's just very, very good um, and he'll win. Um, I suppose why everybody's looking forward to is is after Cheltenham, if this lad and monkfish are going to run into each other, or do we have to wait till next year? I suppose that's the most um exciting thing we have to look forward to. Envoy Allen, but yeah, uh, the change obviously isn't ideal, but um, I'd imagine um, not that I know anyone in Henry de Bromhead, but I'd imagine as soon as Envoy Allen was in the lorry on the way down, I'd say he ran rang um bluegrass feeds and ordered a pallet of bluegrass, same as what Gordon feeds them, and just kept the feed the same, the hay the same, and uh. Just get him over there,
4: Monkfish. and let
2: him and let, and Let's say, let's
0: say this: what a lovely gesture by Henry to allow the lass who was so much in love with Envoy Allen, who did Envoy Allen all the time at Gordon's, to lead the horse up. That's um, that's a great gesture. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, but apart from, surely, as I say, if he if he is the superstar, he has to win. It's going to be very interesting, isn't it? If he wins handsomely and Monkfish wins handsomely what, by about half past four on the Friday afternoon, they are pricing up the 2022 Gold Cup. Um, Any other thing you want to add on this, runner?
1: I mean, I actually would like to be taken on M. By Allen, but I think Andrew nailed it when he said it's a really poor renewal. But if you look at what M. By Allen has actually achieved this season, it's very little. I mean, has he beaten anything of real note at all? I think his best form is his his beginner's chase. January Jets went on and won next time out, but the, the, the dream more hasn't really worked out as well granted Coco Peach did go on and win the testes but I think that was a completely different horse you've seen there and then Asturian for fell last time out I just don't think he's achieved much over fences um, granted that he's only a horse that does so much as well and I think he still probably will win in what is a poor renewal look Chamblou I think is your each way angle to the race I think this is going to cut up badly and he jumps so well I just can't see him run run a bad race for all that most of his form is on flat tracks Um. The one I would take if you're looking for a without market or something like that would be Fusil Raffles for uh, for Nicky Henderson. Oh, just on a line through him and Chantry House, Fusil Raffles finished ahead of him last day at Cheltenham. I just don't get to Chantry House chat. It seems to be all potential with him. He, he looked good at Ascot, he'd only be two runners there. He got beaten then the next day. And then the form of his race the last day to beat a horse called Coconut Splash. I mean, it'd be a 150 to one shot for this. Um, and Fusel Raffles is two from three, uh, three wins this season, two of them in a the Cheltenham. The course and distance uh, form is there. Nicky thinks he's going to be better at this sort of trip. Uh, the horse he beat there uh, in between him and Chancher House Lieutenant Rocco is, is well fancied for the ultimate, I think. to uh, one wouldn't put anyone up back off backing him each way. Um, or without MYL, and I think he's a play there. Um, uh, just on, on, on the line, sure, through Shanty House is half his price. I just, just don't really understand that. So that'd be the way I'd look at the race.
4: Harry. Yeah, <clears throat> actually, I agree with Ronan on, on what MYL has beaten. He's beaten Phil Dudari, Assemble, and January Jets, but yet he's a rating of 164 over fences. Um, so. I don't know. A lot of that is probably based based on his hurdle form. I think if if you were to look at uh, the challengers to him, uh, potentially each way. I will be back in Chatham Street, lads. Uh, cannot get his Caspian Caviar victory out of my head. Um, I can't remember uh, an easier course winner at Cheltenham in a handicap. Um, okay, the farm in behind or the horses in behind. It's how competitive was that handicap? It's it's difficult to know, but um. Nick Winters rolling the dice in a Grade One. Um, I just think potentially will this race cut up? Will we only get six runners? That's the question. But at fourteen to one, I thought he was he was worth taking uh, taking that each way against the favourite. Not saying Envoy Allen is not going to win the race. Just given his rate, I mean, if you look at the rate in the Chatham Street Lad, he's up now to a hundred and I think it was fifty three um, in Britain. Uh, Mellon was beaten in, in this race by. A snot uh, and he was rated 152 last year so on ratings on any other year Chatham Street lad will be banging the mix uh, he is a nine-year-old he hasn't had as much racing as, as, as plenty of other nine-year-olds maybe say for instance in the Ryanair etc but he's still a novice he's plenty of experience and I think he'll run well um, and I go for him against uh, against a favourite fo- uh, at 14 to 1 each way I think it's probably too big
0: key question too is does he have to have it soft and because of, uh, I mean, it was very soft that day when he did a demolition job, and it was so nice to see the handicapper afterwards looking up to me and saying, "I'm lost for words." How many people love it when handicappers are lost for words? Um, Davey, I've uh,
2: I, I've already spoke, but um, I'll yeah, just had, jump I mean, in again. The only thing I would say is what Andrew was saying: um, he can only beat what he's running against, you know. Um, what I love about this horse Envoy Allen is he only does what he has to do Um, I think Gordon deserves an awful lot of credit for the route he took with this horse to get him to here he didn't go Dublin Racing Festival Everything Punchestown was always in the back of his mind Don Cossack won that race before as well that that was the whole idea thinking of one day and that's next Thursday Um, it's not good
4: to Gordon now huh? You think the rating's right of 164 like over fences? Does it really matter? Like
2: ratings in a, like, in the race. Like
4: M- M- not really. Mick Winter's
2: horse, Mick Winter's horse, you're on about couldn't beat beat bloody Daily Tiger the last day. Daily Tiger stepped up to take on uh Sheila samory there and he was well better. Like I don't know. I I think people are mad to try and pick holes in this horse. Everyone to their opinion, but is a proper
5: horse. I, I think also um, we, we do need to just mention, considering me and, and Tom have, have received pellets from Barry all year about this anergamine chat we put up last year that Barry Doyle said after Nace last season, that N was hopping up and down on the same spot, <laughs> and that sporting John would beat him easily at uh, Cheltenham. You uh, just get you
4: you, you you just get the iron bands ready because you're going to have to pair no. <laughs>
5: Hopping up and have down them, on the same spot. Them. One of the oh, best God. horses the best horse in National Hunt training, hopping up and down on the same spot. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway,
0: um gentlemen, yeah. uh, we better <laughs> I I need some words of help and culture here. And I've got the choice between Coyle and Groom. So let's go for Mr. Coyle. Oh. <laughs> I actually remember that
3: Envoy Allen, myself, Barry, that race, and Nate, myself, Barry, and uh, Ronan were watching it. The only one that was lepping up and down, I didn't know who he was at the time, was that racing blogger. Mad <laughs> man behind me. Who's <laughs> this mad man behind me? He's like, who's this man? I know all about him now. Um, yeah. Back to, the, back to the racing um, Yeah look um, It's not a great It's not a great renewal Envoy Allen Yeah should take all the beating Just one um, Probably a bit mad as well But Gavin <laughs> Gavin, Gavin never. Cromwell's horses Have not been well And I was in the yard A few weeks ago And he even said it They've been under A bit of a cloud Did he, did he have a winner today Or yesterday So it might be just Turning around He didn't
2: have one today there. Yesterday
3: Yesterday was it? yeah um, they might just be turning a corner. Um, Star, this to me is look, but this is more of his trip. If you look when he started, when he started winning them, I know there were bad handicaps, but he was always aimed at two and two and a half mile. Any of the, any of them big races, he ran over two miles, He was always behind the bridle because he was going he was going that stride quicker than he was. This is going this is going to break up to a seven or eight runner race. Um, mm. A horse that was third in a champion hurdle. At 25-33. he have the balls
2: won. for it, though, Tom?
3: But that would, that's, yeah, that's another thing. The last time... I don't um, think he does. Leopardstown, yeah, he, back, he backed off a bit, didn't he? Off a few with Keith. Mm. Um, but look, it's, it's not too often you get a good... He's turned the champion hurdle. He's worth... I think he's worth one more chance, especially with the horses having been well. Um, Step up and trip, I think, will definitely... You might travel a bit better. Um. But they, they, it's not a great race. If we're t- as you say, if we're talking about Shanton Street lads be placed, you've got to put a horse that was third in the champion hurdle into that reckoning as well.
0: So, um, look, he's, he's an each-way angle, but look, it's all about Envoy Allen. I, I was impressed with our last of Nicky Henderson's at Christmas, but he blotted his copybook in style in the Nicky Henderson race at um, Haydock last time. Um, let's uh, get the final word of saying this and sensibility from Mr Ronan Groom
1: I've already had my say uh, Mr Vince. So I've gone for a few of the raffles each way
0: anyway we will move on quite quickly to the Ryanair and um, let's start with you Ronan
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm better than meeting territory here um, I uh, um, I really like one here and you might think it's a bit crabby, but I think Mellon should be a clear favourite. Um, he's got the best festival form, probably. Although he hasn't won, I know it sounds silly, but he probably has one of the best festival records at the festival this year, if that makes sense. He's been uh, second every time he's won, second in two champion hurdles. He probably should have won last season in the, the, uh, the marsh. And uh, I'm just going to bounce him out in front here. I, I think he is an excellent record, Cheltenham. He's a better horse at Cheltenham than he is at Leopardstown. And I just think in a windy Ryanair, I don't like Alahoe. Um, I think the RSA form last season hasn't really proven itself, albeit Champ has done okay on his one start this season, but that's not a huge indictment of the race. Um, Imperial Aura hasn't achieved much in two wins and got fell obviously last time out or unseated. Um, Min obviously pulled up is he the same horse now at 10 you have to have that in the back of your mind although he has an excellent record um, and then you know you're going down to the likes of St. Calvados. he had a messy season uh, I just think Mellon is, should be clear favourite the one I would actually if he ran here and I don't know why the owners of Kemboy aren't screaming why aren't we running in the Ryanair because he would have an excellent chance here out in front uh, Kemboy what are they doing going over hurdles with that I know Willie this is uh, I get the hump sometimes watching it when Willie obviously Runs horses in races nearly to suit himself, and that might be a ridiculous generalisation. But Ken Boy should be in this race, and uh, I don't know what the if there is any chance that he will run here, but it seems like he's going for the stairs. But Melon for me, and one of the big price I'll quickly give to you. Uh, Chris's Dream has an excellent record. He's coming in here fresh, which he is. His record fresh is one 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 two, and he was beaten by the Storyteller earlier on in the season. That there in Royal, uh, that form actually looks a lot better than it did at the time. So I gave him a chance last year. I didn't say the Gold cup, cup trip last year uh, in around 25 to 1. I think he could run well, but uh, Melon, I think, should be clear favourite.
0: Andrew, do you go well fresh?
5: Uh, no, not usually. Mike, I usually come on for a run. Uh, but, oh, geez, I don't know. I'm struggling to comprehend with Ronan what's been the bigger statement. Lane Pour Porsoir telling me that Melon should be clear favourite for the Ryanair. I see an each-way angle to Mellon, but Who uh, do you have ahead, ahead of him, Andrew, in the market? I'd have, I'd have the current favours ahead of him. Uh, I just think an awful lot of these are are coming in here either off dreadful prep runs or are nearly horses. Uh, so you've got Imperial Aura, St. Calvados and Min, all lot of their copybook with jumping mistakes. Mellon finished last in, in, in the Irish Gold Cup. I know he wasn't ridden the way he probably should have been, but He is a nearly horse. Fakir Doudary is a nearly horse. Uh, You know, I I don't know. Like, I understand what Ronan's getting at with with Kemboy, but I don't think Willie Munns needs a a fourth front runner in this race. I just think Alaho, I thought he was actually superb down in Turles. I didn't think he had much in the tank. And when they were jumping the last, Ellie May came up to him. I thought he sprinted away at the back of us, which which was quite impressive. Uh, Paul Townend said he took a blow afterwards. I seem to be one of the minority that think that Paul Townend will certainly ride Alaho. Um, I think he's the progressive one of the three. Uh, I thought the, the best time he jumped all of last year and probably all of it, you know, all of last year was in the RSA. I think he'd have won the Marsh based off how he ran in the RSA. Uh, and the one actually, I know he's coming here and it takes a leap of faith, but at 16 to 1, you can take a leap of faith. On horse that actually wins around cheltenham and that's sam crow uh on better ground look i know it takes a, a leap of faith to back him but uh he's two from two at cheltenham as for an awful lot of these you know run well without winning and uh, i think he's he's got every chance if he was to turn up um, that, that they might have been training him for the minute to this race i i don't know with that but at 16 to 1 uh, it's worth an each-way chance. But I'd be quite firm on Alaho. I think he's a he's a horse people love to throw stones at. And even though he is a bit of a cliff horse, I think at some stage he's going to uh, supply the goods.
0: Davey, am I the only one that's going to be particularly interested here
2: in who rides what for Willie Mines? Yes, um, it's an intriguing one. And just going on what Andrew said there about that Paul ride Alaho. I think Min's the horse. Um, you can say what you want the last day. made a horrendous mistake. I don't know what you're laughing at, there, right? But I just say horse... that we've gone, you've
1: gone for three different ones now from the the Bullens
2: yard. We've all gone for several. Ones. Oh, right, yeah.
4: Bullens is isn't is is right? I,
2: I know it's easy to say take him out, right? But don't... You take out as run the last day. What, what price is it? At the end of the day... It was a very strong run race over two miles. He made a horrendous mistake. Patrick done the right thing, pulled him up. I think this is the one. I'd be very surprised if Paul and doesn't ride him in. But one thing I haven't agreed with too much tonight, Ronan, but that's Chris's dream. 100% agree, you. I think he's a super each-way bet. Um, ideal race for him. That bit of work that was up amongst Grange that I mentioned earlier, he finished in front and put the kettle on us further back. Now, I know it's only a bit of work over a mile and a half, but he's obviously in good form. I think he's a great bet. Sam Crow will run well on the better ground, has been going well at home. Um, but Min's the one for me. I just think, I think he's a great price, just because of a bad mistake the last day.
4: Barry? I think if you're looking for Willie Mullen's horses, look, go go to another race. I don't, I don't think Willie... There's too many question marks about a lot of them here. Uh, Mellon don't know where Roland's going with that one. I know he's good course form, but he's had plenty of runs now. I can't see that he's improving. Um, Alaho disappointed the last two years at Cheltenham. I know a lot have put him up and include myself. I, I thought he was, he was going to be my bet of the week last year in the, in the marsh. Um, if, if he had a run in it, I think Willie probably ran him in the wrong ways. The triple probably suit him, but for me, he's he's just disappointed too many times. Um, and uh yeah, Kemboi couldn't personally have him. So I actually think Imperial Aura will win. Um, I think he's likely raced. He's only had the 12 runs. He's a nature old. I think he, he could potentially be a player in a Gold Cup next year. Um, you know, he's as I said, he's likely raced. Um, he, he, he's forming all types of ground. So good ground won't be an issue to him. Uh, the last day, like he came down at the second, um, he didn't get a hard fall or anything. He unseated. Um, and I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Uh, Coming in here, he's probably you know he's he's coming in here obviously a lot fresher than than some of the rest of them. Course and distance, course and distance winner, uh, thirteen to two. I didn't. The money had probably come from one of the Irish horses, but I I think he's a good bet in this at thirteen to two. I don't think Gallagher is disappointed, Barry. Like uh, Paul and Rachel
2: just cut each other's throats last year, and uh, Barry mopped up the what was left. After the two of them going too hard, so I don't think he disappointed uh, there last year. He probably ran the wrong race, but I don't think he disappointed. He probably just went too soon. He's the previous
5: year in the in the previous year in the Bartlett. Like I've done it because I know some people quite like gentlemen's game for the Bartlett with five year olds running in the race. In the last three years, Alaho was the only five year old who's running the race that ran with credit and is still, you know, running well now. Uh, it's a very hard race to run well in as a five-year-old. I thought he ran a stormer there, and as you say, if you stop the, you know, I think Davies bang on with with the RSA last year. They just got going far too soon. I think two and a half miles with with Susan. Well, I, I I understand what you're getting at, Barry, but he hasn't disappointed. Disappointed. Let me bring he T. Coyle into
0: this.
4: He disappointed any me. Any
0: words yet, Mister Coyle?
3: Yeah. Look. Um, yeah, the boys have harped on about the three. Just funny that I think um, Ruby on his blog, he put up Alaho first and then the next week he he changed and put Min into it as well. He picked two into the, the one race. So um, he can't really split them. Um, as Ronan said, Mellon, the last time I, I nearly threw my shoe at the telly when I seen Paul Town and jumping off last, I had napped them and everything. I thought I couldn't believe what he'd done. Um, yeah, look, there's probably not a whole lot between them three and... There's another Willie Mullins horse down as Davies mentioned him earlier. He bet Daily Tiger the last day. Um, he was bet by Bacchuson the time before that. Is a uh, Silas Emery. He's obviously tricky enough to train. He's been. He's had breaks. Um, he was very impressive in the nice. I know he's only beaten Daily Tiger, who's the the rag out in this. Um, but he was also fourth in the Champion Hurdle. Um, he could be a twenty 22- two. He could be a, an each way better twenty to one, because to be fair, it it's not usually Willie Mullins horse with a string of ones behind him for a whole lot of these. So uh yeah, look, probably you could look a bit outside the box. Flacker Dudaris is kind of on a on a retrieval mission from coming back. Um he was second the last day. Um he could be there thereabouts, but he probably he probably wants a bit better ground. He jumps. I remember that. Remember the day with um was a Sam Crow around? Um, fairy House, he jumped like a book. Um, yeah, look, I wouldn't be loading too much into this race now. There's too many questions for too many horses for
0: me. Well, I'll tell you, I think there's one that nobody's mentioned who must go close. Um, Mr. Fisher, Nicky Henderson's horse. They switched the Peterborough Chase, normally run around Huntingdon to Cheltenham. And he's got a really good record on Cheltenham, and I, I think he might go well at a decent price. The British flag over. I'm not saying he'll win, because as much as anything else, I'm trying to work out what W.P. Mullins is actually going to run in this and who's going to ride what. But to me, Mr. Fisher is a major flag bearer for Britain in this. OK, I've had my say. That's not what I'm paid to do. I'm not paid to do <laughs> anything anyway. Uh, but let's bring on to the stayer's hurdle, the feature. Um, does this stay at home And if it goes to Ireland With what? That's a complete conundrum Who's good at conundrums around here? Tommy Coyle I,
3: I was really hoping he
0: didn't come to me first um, Look
3: <laughs> Yeah um, I do think Paisley Park probably deserves to be favoured um, I thought when Time Hill bet him the first day That Dickie just got a run on him um and he fought him back and he he reversed it the next time i think he did i think he did receive i think there was a a slight change in the weights um but he probably deserves to be favorite um great story with andrew gemma um yeah there's like a lot of horses here like when you put sorry to burley he he was a good winner of a handicap when he he's done nothing wrong really this year um florin porter Myself and Ronan put him up at a, uh in the eight points to play. I don't know what's happened Ronan since because I think he's at the bottom of the leader table after getting a twenty-two to one winner. So I can't can't excuse him for that. In, one. Fa- in, fa-
4: in um, fairness, in fairness, Tom and I must say this in Ronan's defense. Right, the one week we didn't put the eight points to play up, Ronan put up not so sleepy at twenty to one. Uh, so.
5: Well oh, you've been fixing that eight points to play all year Barry. <laughs> Just when it suits you it goes up. Exactly. I had we let's not get
0: distracted. I mean we've got to make sure that as I say um it's either you or Barry next Tuesday um Andrew let's remember that. Yeah. Um, get the yeah sorry Floor up. Porter he he was good in Nav and he was even better in
3: Leperstown. Um yeah he he but Gavin's horses they have to, hopefully, are coming back around. And the storyteller is interesting as well from being chased and that. This is will
4: really you pick one, will you?
3: That they're having a crack at this. I don't really, like, I'm going for, I am going for Paisley Park. I'm just kind of running through them. Um, but Paisley Park is my pick. But just interesting that the storyteller, he was going for this. And Keith Donahue had picked him over Matthew Smith's horse before Matthew's got hurt. Um, Ronald Pump, that's why Robbie Power was going to ride him the last day. So, Keith had made his mind up before that that he was going to ride him in this. So, uh, look, he's probably in each way bet, um, but I
0: think Paisley Park is probably going to win. OK, let's move on. Um, Ronan.
1: Yeah, uh, I want to take on the top two in the market, uh, Mike, because uh, I just don't think they're as good this year. Uh, does anyone know quickly, does anyone know if Fury Road is going to run here? Has anyone heard anything? Nobody said
0: anything I've seen. Yeah, I'm not. Anybody, anybody heard anything? I'll give them. No exclusive for the Irish field. I'd no. give him a chance if he
1: did, but I'm not sure if he's going to run. Uh, I like the storyteller. Got um, the course and distance form with the Sire de Burley last year, and he's in the form of his life this season. He's coming here off a career best, having finished second to Kemboy in uh, in the uh, Irish Gold Cup, and obviously proving around the course. I think he can improve past Flooring Porter, given the three miles in Cheltenham. So, 12 to 1, 14 to 1, that'll do fine for me.
4: Barry Doyle. Yeah, the Irish are clutching at straws here, Mike. I think this one is going to... Uh, the British are, are long odds on to take this one, I think. Uh, vindication. I spoke about the horse with, with Andrew on Monday on the road to Cheltenham. Put him up at 20s. He's actually come in for a lot of support. Bit of, a few shrewdies, Frank Hickey included, um, has been has been singing about this horse. Yeah, I, I thought he should have been over hurdles this year from the start. I know you put him up as a, a steeplechaser to follow. I personally don't think he's the best jumper of a fence. Uh, ran a cracker in the Ultima last year um, But he's three from three over hurdles He's only had three runs over hurdles So um, he's still likely racing he wants,
3: he wants four
0: miles, very Not three th- miles he, no, uh, he is No, slow, no, but...
4: no, no, This is. Already... I mean, he
0: was beaten by Sterne no, That's, he he that's, no, that's, that's a that's low That would be shocking, hasn't it?
4: Lads, 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 lads Remember lads, lads. that day he Jesus, got you let me finish look. I think Davey
0: Boland's pony
3: there They give him a race, lad He's that slow <laughs>
4: No, not a th- No, this this is this horse has a big engine. Uh, he's one of my each way bets of the week. Uh, Fourteen to one. I think he's cracking each way of value still at that price. Um, I think this is where they're going to go. Kim was looking to get a, a run into uh, vindication um, before making up his mind. He didn't, so he is going stairs. I I listen. To, I I don't know. I think he's a big player here. Um, ran a cracker, as I said in the ultimate last year. Off top weight, big engine. And uh, yeah, forty to one—a uh, 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 strong fancy each way—in um, this one for me. Davey, uh, I think it's a
2: fascinating race. To be honest, um, it's uh, Paisley Park and Time Hill. I've had a couple of real good matches. Uh, I don't think the Irish will win it. Florent uh, Porter, uh, I don't think. Uh, I didn't like the way, even though he won in Leopardstown, he hangs like a gate. It doesn't look the most straightforward. Um, the storyteller should have a good each-way chance, all right? Uh, I agree with Rowan and um, about Fury Road. I'm not sure if he does run or not. The plan always was to run, but I'm not sure after getting beaten the last day. Um, I actually, you know, I'm just getting off, off the um, Fury Road. I think he'd be ideal for the two-and-a-half race in Aintree if he was to go there, but anyway... um. Paisley Park, if I have to pick one, uh, it's tough between the two of them. I think the two of them will fight it out again. Um, I think Aidan Coleman, I'm sure you watch him a lot, Mike. I think he's the absolute perfect rider for this horse. Even though he's a lazy horse, sometimes the likes of a Dickie Johnson or something, I don't think would actually suit Paisley Park. That's no disrespect to Dickie Johnson. I just think um, he's a very compassionate rider, Aiden, and I think that suits him, and he knows the horse inside out. I think it's going to be a great race, but uh, I'll go with Paisley Park for the two of them to to beat them.
5: Andrew? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm quite sweet on time, Hill, in this. I have been all year. Uh, I think people love throwing the comparisons between last year's per attempts and last year's stairs hurdle, and there's time shrewdies out there, and I don't think that's the, the form to be looking at at all. I think it's last year's Bartlett form. Uh, as, as the two lads have previously said, if Fury Road runs, I'd back him as well. Uh, I think that Bartlett form is just absolutely super. Time Hill was arguably a little bit unlucky not to be closer. I think if Dickie Johnson had his time again, there's two grade ones that have potentially uh, slipped through the grasp in being the Bartlett and the long walk hurdle. The way to get Paisley Park beat is not to give him an, a target to aim at, so I think he'll be ridden with a lot more restraint. Uh, he can be a shade keen, which may be a little bit, Uh, of a query for him but I don't know I I think he's got a massive chance in this I think he's the most natural ability of all of these and I was very sympathetic and and I was listening all to uh, Barry's case for vindication on Monday I had to listen to 10 minutes of him talking this vindication has absolutely no chance Uh, you could give me 140 to 1 he has no chance in hell it happened with City Island last year these horses that have come back from fences they don't win the stairs hurdle uh, so, vindication, he can start running uh, with the likes of Sporting John beating Envoy N for uh, for Barry uh, because it's not going to happen.
4: Right, Andrew. Well, he Michael. may be, he Mike, may be Mike, going Mike, into Mike, the. Um... Mike, 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 Mike. What's the forfeit for this one? You're jumping off the pier when an urge me wins the Arkle if he places. Well, because. No,
5: no, because Barry, you don't take any forfeits yourself. Because Envoi Lane <laughs> absolutely trains us you last year, and we don't hear a pip out of you, so you can't be throwing around forfeits when you're not prepared to go into the Carlo uh, Lake yourself. He's up on Black was, Rock, up in Fancy Black Rock. You could jump into the sea up there. I was only going to say, we'll send you if you're
0: going in, um, Andrew. We'll send you in with a copy of this tape, and <laughs> um, we've got about two minutes. So let me just ask you for. Uh, naps for day three. Uh, and start with um, uh, Ronan, if you can be uh, brief, lads, please. Uh,
3: yeah, nap for day three, in uh, melon in the Mares uh, Tommy Coyle. Uh, I actually like uh, Rosie's Hollow in the Mayors. Uh, Jonathan, um, Jonathan Sweeney, absolute, very good, shrewd
0: uh, trainer. Barry Doyle.
4: Royal Kahala in the, the Mayors Novice. Five to one. Andrew?
5: Yeah, uh, Well, my nap was ruled out around an hour ago. Run while Fred. Uh, I've moved to Glens of Antrim in the Marist novel There'll be a sea of blue for her on the day.
2: Davey? Min at a fantastic price of six to one. Fantastic. And nice. them, I'm going to remember it. I'm going to record this part of you shaking your heads. I'm going to send it to you when Min wins. <laughs>
0: Anyway, we must move on and hear from one of the great Irish racing characters. If he has a winner, it will be one of these stories of Cheltenham 2021. His name is Mick McWinters. He was a smash hit when he honoured us with his presence on the Champ.ie podcast back in December. And Barry drew the long straw to get the chance to speak once again to a County Cork legend.
4: Mick Winters, fantastic to have you back on the Champ the E! podcast ahead of the Cheltenham Festival. The last time we had you on, of course, were we the lucky omen. A fantastic uh, victory for Chatham Street Lad, of course, over in the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup. But we're here to talk about Cheltenham, Mick, and Chatham Street Lad. We must, of course, go back to December, uh, Michael. A fantastic performance uh, I don't know how many lengths he won by, but he won by half the half the track. Um, in the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup, I suppose. Talk us through the emotions of the, of the day.
8: Um, look, the emotions beforehand would be, I suppose, they'd be fairly low. The night before was boring and kind of low, a little bit. There was no element out ocean, uh, and uh, maybe the likes myself would be afraid. I might have the find my way back. <laughs> so we were like low anyway. Um, the halfs. He came on the bridle down the hill he was after making a bad mistake left his hind legs behind him and he did it the second time and our amazement he picked up when he sat to the table and the doctor was told not to be going for him until over the last So when he was going for him down the hill and lying up on top of the, the, the panty tops inside him. He said, like, geez, he must be going mighty well altogether that he's taken up so soon and he got a flare of it for the last and was, I suppose if you had to keel over and kick the bucket that would be the time to do it <laughs> because racing is so ups and downs that you were high one time but that was a higher point as, as I think any racing person would like to be in and it very exciting to like that and with the place being so quiet and everything else you got an awful exposure and the people at home were able to tune in and we got fantastic enjoyment and like I look back on the old years with Tom Foley, that passed away there lately. I admired him for the way he held. He worked with the media and Tom was a farmer that decided to go training horse and things like that. And did a super job and the horse cut the imagination of everybody, young people especially get him into racing. So you have to have characters, and you have to have horses and everything else, and I was it kind of felt to bringing back an awful lot for like do you know what I mean? And in Kentuck, in the old days, we had um, a, a girl that was seven foot tall, and she was kind of, I suppose you could call her a freak, might be not a nice name to call her, but she cycled a high nilly bike, and... The young people in the town, she was 50 years of age and she died, she'd be probably 85 or something like that now, but she, the young people would always say her, they'd say, they'd ask her, can you hang me down the stair? Do you know what I mean? She was so tall and you'd think of it all of the times, she wouldn't think to say now anymore, like, but if Chatham Street Lad went up being in front this time, I think I could nearly reach up and bring down a star into my hand and look at it. i look at it and see it, but you mightn't see it, but I think I would definitely see the star.
4: Make
8: and it. that, that opening in talk was her name, it was Long Annie, Annie Lockham was her name, but like, in a small town, or other places she might be ostracised or whatever, but she got angry great, the kids and young people looked up to her and everything else, and... I always think of it, like, in the, in the, when you think of innocence and whatever, and hand me down the start to keep use that state of be front. And so if Chatham do, wins over, that'll be my much. i would be thinking in that direction. So I might produce something special after the race.
4: Like, what what type of a character is he? Because he's nine years of age now. He's had, he's had a, of, a good bit of race. And I remember speaking to you back in December, and you said... It, He's a horse that kind of needed a lot of time but in terms of his character like what type of character is he?
8: Well I think the girl that looks after him kind of um, has kind of tuned into his character that told him Abby Fitzgibbon Um, she's 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 nice soft kind of a girl and she takes her time if I said to jump on do you know what I mean? Mm. With all that misery out into the mind and whatever but this horse and this girl they have matched into each other. She gives them the carrots and the apples. She said to me the other day she came into the kitchen and she was kind of the hair was done. I guess she's preparing her hairstyle and whatever and maybe it might be about enough, but I don't know. I thought not But she said to me, Am I going over to check them? I said, Jesus, Abby, I said, If you go over I'll be coming." and I I said, I won't be able to find my way over. I'll have to get as far as the docks and I said I want to hold to get on the fucking boat and if I get on the boat I'd have to be in transport some tears. So I said I can sit on the lavae and get over and know my way around the rover and I said If the horse is still well and everything is going next October, I said you can go to the hospital. She has got so close to the house and the know, the, the, the nice part of it is think that he's a champion and tears like but he gives he keeps his running, he has his aches and pains, and he walks through them, and you balance it around, and the running fairy house, the last, it was, it was, uh, we were disappointed, uh, you know, because, Ted Welch was tapped inside us, and, in his family, after I said of the I said, this is the big, chest um, out for the house, after the, the big winning them. to back it up now, we were to go again, no, he said, no, you no, you pass the chest last, he said, this is Grand this is fine. And you know something, anyway, we got all backside speak, a small bit. And Ted's advice and talk was, of course, he's the old dog for the road. You know how I could tell him plenty of stories on Ted. But anyway. so we come home, we took our meeting, and we gave Ted, we have um, a led and And um, he comes in, and he, I can't think of his name, but I think of him a second. He does a bit of misogy in the house, and he's treated like like a like making king Lear or whatever you want to call him Like, but he gets great treatment and he's carrots and everything and the gentleman is walking with the horse and it's you can you can feed the thing and if he can express that to the people as well and he's giving his best and the way he won and tripped them that's something that you share anyway and you're going back and you're going at a higher level and in fairness the horse environment he's taking on Look, he's probably himself and that monkfish, or uh, what you call it, the little arse of William Is that his name? Monkfish, isn't it? Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. They're
8: two hot pretenders, maybe to go cups and something else. And what I think if we came down the hill and we were lying in a small on top of him and stuff like that and squeeze him in for the jump, <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? You could make it exciting, and you know, maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the most favourite in the world if the horse screws him in and put him on his knees. But, you know, that's what racing is about. You go out and, like in the old days, the riders were tough and they were half and the old pint pints. And the likes of Teddy, he might be, sound soft on the television, but he'd be not i can say to me, like not he's not a teddy bear. He's a lot tougher than that, like. So, well, if our horse can go up and give it everything and run the blind and put it up to the horse coming down the hill, Look, that's what life is about in general, isn't it? Yeah. And you with know, no, he gives her heart and soul for racing and right So I said, if you want to be a racer in the back, well, when I tell you jump, don't, don't think you're jumping, just fucking jump. And <laughs> it's down to the same thing with the horse. If the horse is going down to his fins and he wants it, no, that doesn't got a fella. That's it. And more times than fella's, the there's a fella behind with a gun to shoot the fella that's coming back. Well, it's the same with the racing you know, or whatever say, any sport. And people in, we used to get with Christy Ring and, and Cockpit holding, you know, Nicky English and Tipperary, and we had Jimmy Barry Murphy in ball And we carry by the carry base here in the football for a long time. And whatever, like in, you know, you are racing characters and whatever. And it isn't all about winning either at times, because winning happens now and then. And it's about taking your beating and try and get back and do better. So this horse is doing that, like, and we give it a fair cracking. Do you know what I mean? The horse that we're taking on, he's probably a champion in more powerful. than whatever.
4: But is there any possibility that he could have actually improved since Cheltenham in December? And, and what sort of shape is he in?
8: Well, I put it this Joe. i um, in Fairy House. Look, I right see in his snatches. He was jumping one big and he was jumping one sharp the pace wasn't done and whatever and he always even going right-handed he always wanted a bit of space if he wasn't tight to so if we can hit if we can hit 100% and check going left-handed we have known of that we should get an even gallop from start to finish and if you can have a little bit up your sleeve coming down the hill and you can lie we said last year, like when we switch back to the jockey the jockey he spurs in the one or two inside him that if they were going to have to if they had a bit of a gear, they were going to have to wait on not when they wanted to go but maybe when the space came when the offer was going to stretch them like to like the Ferraris and uh like the in the Grand Prix and the in, the in the car racing like there's a lot of tactics involved in good races with good riders and good jockeys and good horses like right? so um yeah, you'd be hoping out for the code because he went over. He, I didn't think he was on top of the world guard feeling right. He was fine going over and we were going to a fair amount life that if he shook the front too soon and he fell in the heap at last was the way he did it. And he's, he was yeah. on in his top of the four report, at the time. In the experience of the of the when we'll call it in Fairy House. Well, that's, it's still a little way home to his bed and he had a good time, got since and you just, he will have been kind to I him, and maybe he's, he might have robbed us first. But you can't think of his, 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 his adult, yes, when he comes in, he'd be, he'd be, you um, know, his, his adult from Richestown, he comes in and he mishags him once a week, He's, um, 50 quid, but he's a little goer, so you can imagine, you know, you went, you could be inside a six-parrow, and you'd get, you'd get value for 50 quid, never mind, you're picking horse like, so, um, the horse has got that treat in it's fairy-house, once a week, a man comes in and goes over him, and Robert, Robert, which, didn't came to me anyway, and, um, he, by the things he thinks he's a bit tender here, and he's there, and he put it through a little, bandages straps to stretch the muscle and tip around and we're we made a nice few trips once a week to Bale Beach. We're well, like in as I say, people having shut downs and something else, but even when we're going to be able to that house there was people on the beach and we met, a fellow in the shop except something he was and the, the standards so where he couldn't pass out it's battery every day. Um the little lad his name is Dennis he leaving leave the house, his own. his sister comes once a week, and i suppose supposed to be heading into town and get a few messages. And every time the I passed the dog, they'd be standing up and single one after a while. So even, I think the was taking him as well as us, and right on the beach, that girl would be riding him, and he'd walk, maybe he'd walk four, four months inside the water, shoulder high, and he'd canter back, he might walk down again and come back up and walk the sand hills, and roll like a baby. You know, so all that works into life, but it works into community and something else, and the racing and the horses and whatever, and look, racing in life is very tough on all these horses, and some of the horses are getting homes again, but there's been this racing and, do you know what I mean? There's, there's a bit of everything about the thing, and I'm sure Chatham now he's fine, when he, like, he's probably a very lucky horse as well, like, because when his time's up, Maybe that'll get the orders. i said say they'd be nice people and things. I'd mean, probably end up with him.
4: You mentioned Rachel Blackmore and and, and obviously she teams up with Honeysuckle. The two ladies going for the champion hurdle. How would it, how good would it be for the sport, Mick?
8: Um, it's, it's everything you want. Because, look, she wasn't kind of, She didn't... She wasn't bobbing with the spoon in her hand. Like, she hadn't everything. They were also the same thing. Like, he dafted, but like... The women, I can do all this, the women wouldn't get the license, like. Do you know what I mean? So, and then Rachel was riding a few pints of pints, or schooling horses, and Denise or Shandy and Buck outside, she'd go outside them, she'd ride all day, and she'd school all the horses probably, and if somebody else wanted her, she'd be down there, and her boyfriend there, Brian hairs. they'd be the same, they'd come from any angle to walk in it. And this lady, she's clever, I know what gets to bit Come back and repetitive after a while, you are into the system, and they're probably the most successful in their fancy and their winning and everything. But she knows, she knows the game, and she knows how lucky she is. And I don't you know, I think there's a secret in it as well a bit that you must be able to take a party you must be able to roll over. Maybe she'll roll for it. You know, the best person. if you want, if you that like, drinking, you might fall down the stairs. You'd, you'd be fine. If you weren't breaking a sword with her, it would be crocky. And you'd be all aches and pain. But she, she's the right size. She can do the weights. Like longboard. they were often thinking about carrying a lousy leg and all. They were all like, it didn't matter. She can sit up behind the horse at one point and she gives it a crack. And she's brilliant for the sport. Do you know what I mean? That honey sucks being in the air as well. Immediately, behind will be hypey on it and stuff, and they had the one at last year as well. Like, would you only see the bad one there? The it's to see going back when you're he's suckled. Seems like I went against her last year. I, I thought that she was more of a, a, a chasing girl, like, that she looked a bit one piece, and slow jumping, was bit, but she's. She's
4: definitely pounds, Maybe she's a lot like that from the show. Dick Winters, the the centerpiece of the week, obviously, is the Gold Cup. Um, obviously, Foto's going back for three. But how do you see it this year? Uh,
8: it's probably it's probably it's probably for like that Album He's he never caught he never caught the imagination. But he's, they're doing a great job with him, with Paul, and they've their system in place, and, like, the first year he won in Tremor, and he won the World Cup. I thought, you know, like, I, I wasn't jumping around about him at all time, and the same last year, and maybe the shirt, he looked the struggle in away inside the race, but Paul seemed to be happy enough about the farm with the horse that made the running, and this and that. He's going for three in a row, and... He's there to be beaten as well, I think, with a, a, a champion coming up, maybe, and maybe as we mentioned, the world champion, that horse champ, he ran the shot to race the other day, and he was beaten a little, 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 me, nothing over, maybe two miles. Uh, he has, he's the one that I'd be expecting, maybe, that could upset the appetite, because he is a bit of age, he is a bit of side, and he's, He's a big, strong, injured kind of arse. And we say when you go three miles, two or four lungs, when he won over two miles, beaten, I was beaten on your two the other day. I'd imagine he'd be a big danger. His arse, I'd pick out. And if his album is to be beaten, his album has to win violence or two or whatever, and he does his job and he was on style jumping and everything else. You can't knock him and he is definitely a champion. If he's to be beaten, I'd imagine the champ is the one they're finding here all the horses from last year Drink to walk in all these horses. Maybe they have lives up to now. And they took their patch, and they might find their space again. But to me, they didn't measure up. They haven't. They, they look championed, you know, built up maybe in the papers or whatever. But champions looks like the horse that's sitting in the grass. He didn't really have life. He was... He would probably so laid back himself that so he was like a, a big like, gangly young like, that was kind of slowly along without realising what was happening. Well, his time has come for him, like maybe.
4: So what's, your, what's, died, like, what's your thoughts on what's your thoughts from a trainer's perspective, Mick, on him running over two miles um, last time and then obviously stepping right back up and trip to, to, to the extended three, three, three miles and two furlongs? Would that be a worry? I, I,
8: I see one of the people who said that he might be able to sit and this and that, like, but um, it means that over the tools, he might not have got it to the sub-race because he probably only woke up when they come into the last, like, you know what I mean? So uh, A lot of trainers don't think, like even at times they're on the a flat, they're over to someone next to their own for a haul, so something, they're shopping them up. It shouldn't be any problem, he's a horse that's a small but slow jumpy you know what I mean? And they might be trying to get him to jump a bit faster. get stuck into his race a little bit. So look, I put it just straight up. they mean they will be doing most to these horses they will be put out at that level and I'd imagine they're sitting very happy at the moment. Like It's just perfect preparation really, I for a longer trip. You know, when you're getting to line up and do that and you jump quite ways and everything else. Like, it's, it's a perfect preparation for for the longer trip it could be anyway like, it would uh, and it might make him still having I mean, done if the, we did we said the long trip and going out for the next day well it just might take your sharpness off so you would be imagining that
4: that so Mick Winters for the Irish your Jockeys Fund uh, as you know we're doing a treble with the, the naps of the, the special guests so Jamie Codd has given us he's given us Envoy Allen Ted Walsh has given us Monkfish and uh, if Mick Winters could put something in, maybe to, to boost up the odds as the nap of the week, what would it be?
8: Well, You know, I I going to bring champ to win the goal.
4: At five to one, I think is his current price. That'll yeah, bring us up might, in the you odds. Might,
8: you might get you might get a bit better, maybe because in fairness, now to to be asking, we not we haven't done the whole book done or anything like that, so maybe we might get multiple booky for you. Have
4: you his name, you haven't. You haven't <laughs> his, his name yet, one. no. But uh, no, in around 5 to 1. Um, yeah, well, well, at 6 to 1, anybody,
8: you get 6 to 1 for me and
4: stick him in. Stick him in, lovely. And uh, next best of the week, Mick Winters? Oh,
8: Jesus. Could you, M, let me see. I bought Honey Sucker Daphne in the Champion Hall. Is she gone already?
4: She's not gone already. You can have honeysuckle. What about each way in a handicap or each way? Oh,
8: flooring Porter.
4: Flooring Porter.
8: He's a that horse. i would be giving him a fair shot. I think he's probably
4: not. Mick Winters, absolute pleasure having you on the Champ Cheltenham preview for 2021. Wish you absolutely all the best with Chatham Street, lad. And hopefully he can make it two wins at the course uh, this season. And, uh, There'll be all sorts of scenes, Mick Winters, you'd have to imagine.
8: Well, I, well, I didn't imagine that, but I was just talking about it. I said, maybe this time next year, when I'm down the road,
0: I might even get a spin. So, no, we take one day at a time. So, that is Mick Winters. So, you've heard from our three guests. Let me remind you that the famous five are doing the sitting duty tonight, and they are in no particular order of merit, demerit, or any other kind of whatever. Um, Barry Doyle, David Boland, Andrew Blair-White, Tommy Coyle and Ronan Groom. And we're three days in. We've got one day to go. And it is, of course, the Climax Gold Cup. They can album photo make it three in a row. Before we get there, um, the JCB Triumph Hurdle is the opening race on day four. And, and is it a case of trying to work out the form of the Gordon Elliott's ex-inmates or current inmates or whatever Certainly, it seemed to me as though he got the key form lines here. Uh, Davey Bowden, have first innings on this
2: one. Um, it's probably one of the best triumphs for in, in, in the last few years. I'd say um, I'm a big here fan. Um, he's been very impressive in his three runs. Um, I wasn't a huge, I wasn't overly excited about Trionic uh, on his first run, but I got to say the last day. He changed my mind at the back of the last, away way he sprinted was devastating. But uh, I'm going to stick with Zana here. It's a great constitution uh, this horse has. You know, he settles No matter what they do, they went very slow and left leprosy on the last day, and he showed it's an incredible turn of foot. And the day before that, they went hard. So uh, I think he has everything. He jumps very well. And not often does Jack Kennedy say much, but um, I've seen himself and... Tia Hupu, or however you pronounce, and Kulitsio's school in there three weeks ago. Treat them together up in gardens and grass. And um, I never seen Jack smiling as much coming in out of the field on Zana here. So I know he thinks an awful lot of this horse. And uh, I'm very impressed by him. So I'm going to go with him. Um, he's joint favourite at the minute. So yeah, I'll stick with him. Barry?
4: Yeah, I think he'll be the Foster's best chance of a winner all week. 9-4, to four. Uh, I think he's, as Davey said, he's, you know, he jumps lovely, um, he will stay, he'll get up the hill, uh, not a bother to him, uh, next Aga can horse, um, and I'd say, I'd say it was a, re- a sign of a really good horse the way he won uh, at, uh, at Lepperson off, off a slow pace, um, yeah, I, I liked him ever since that, I liked him actually ever since, since Fairy House. Um, speaking to Keith Donahue at the start of the year on our, on our season preview as well, Keith, Keith thought this fellow was good. Um, he was at a lot bigger prices back then. He's nine to four now. Um, I, I think he'll win this. Um, there's one actually, he might necessarily even go for the race and he's not going to beat Xana here, but just one, a juvenile that caught my eye at Fairy House, uh, one of Willie's, um, Tax for Max. He absolutely, whenever he's gelded, um, whenever he. Um, when he, whenever he has the balls removed, he is, uh, he, he's a bit of an engine. That horse. He done very well to finish second uh, behind Garden's other horse, Theo Poo, um at, at Fairy The last day. he's just won maybe for the tracker tax for Max. He could well run in this. I don't know if he does, but Santa here will win.
0: So from gelding by Barry Doyle to Ronan Groom and the winner. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm not a
1: big Triumph hurdle fan. Yeah. It's probably been my least second least favourite race after the champion bumper I hope Sanaheer wins for Noel and Valerie Morn because they put a lot, a lot of money into the game and they're quite local to uh, myself and Tom there in County Mead uh, build a huge stable there between Navin and Trim and uh, I hope it goes well I, I make him favour I think the Irish juveniles are probably uh, have an edge on the, the British form Um, and yeah Sanahir for me but no, I'm not going to have a play in the race
3: Tony Coyle yeah, I I second what Ronan says. Um, the Morans, have after putting a lot of a lot of cash behind it now in the last um 18 months, two years, and um hopefully they can get a reward here with Zan here. Um, they've some nice horses there with Gordon, Denise. Um might not just get it all his way. I think he he is probably the winner, but Calixios, um, you'd have to like the way he's done nothing wrong either. And just um the other one, Duffelcoat, if it did turn up soft. He he's a great each way bet at 14 to 1. If if the rain if it did open, um just remember him winning them Cheltenham the last day, he stays and stays. And if it did become a bit of a test of a stand a test of stamina for these four year olds, he has it in abundance. So he's he's the one that'll be chasing most of them down from the back of the last. So he's probably a good each way bet at 14 to 1. Andrew.
5: Yeah, I echo what a lot of the lads have said there's that of here for me. Um I thought he was he was very impressive at Ferry House uh, off the back of a strong gallop, uh, which I think you'll get in the triumph hurdle. He jump slick for a juvenile as well. I think the one that's been slightly overlooked actually is the Chepstow form. And I, I'd give Adagio an each-way squeak in this race, actually. I think if they ran him against Duffelcoaster again this time of the year, he might be able to reverse that form. Hugh Grey is being backed off the boards for the Boodles. If he goes and wins the Boodles he certainly will be shorter than uh, 12 to 1 i believe anyway uh, he wouldn't be without an each way chance especially if you could have three or four places uh, but zana here for me with uh, adagio each way
0: okay so that is the triumph next the albert bartlett 3 miles needs to stay longer than the mother in law and um, a novice hurdle that they were finishing a heap in last year and um, the key question is, is there a standout here? Um, I don't know what you guys thought. I just thought this was one of those races where you were trying to work it out. And you could go down about three or four different routes. You hear about Barbados Bucks being very strong. Is this the most difficult of the novice hurdles to work out? Andrew Blair-White.
5: Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that, Mike. I think it's quite a midland race, really. Um Certainly no, nowhere near the, the strength of last year's renewal and it might therefore go to, to something um, a bit like the, the old-fashioned Albert Bartlett or something other a price rocks up. I, I do quite like Statler. Um, I, I've been keen on him all year. I obviously like the, the Glens of Antrim form from Christmas time but he ran a grand race in the Nathaniel Lacey. Uh, I don't see in, under any circumstances how Fakira reverses that form. Fakira couldn't go a yard. That day, I think you could line him up in a a Dublin marathon and he'd be outpaced. Um, So, Statler, for me, the one I'd throw into the mix uh, at a big price is Street to Doyen for John McConnell, um, who you can get 25 to 1 about, I think. He just is a bit more of an old-fashioned kind of Bartlett outsider shout. Did a lot of his run in the um, autumn time. He beat Flooring Porter, actually, five lengths uh, back in September. He won over course and distance in October. Uh, beating Polisher Fergal O'Brien's is Frank the form since had a little pipe opener at Nace the other week over two miles. Uh, he does go for the race, he loves good ground, and he might be one to outrun his odds at 25 to one. So, Statler and Streets of Doyen hopefully uh, might get the winner between those two. Davy,
2: I actually it's not often I would say this, but um, I actually like Paul Nichols' horse in this. Um, Barbados books um I think he has the right credentials to win a race like this um it is wide open it's probably not an overly strong race um I know we probably say that a lot most years but it proved last year was a very strong race with the tree or maybe you you can put in a time hill as well who came out of that but um I like this horse I think I think um yeah, he has the right credentials for this race in terms of the trip, and uh, yeah, I go with him. Um, I do think that. Um, uh, apologies, I do think that. Ah, um, oh, sorry, what's he called? Oh, uh, duffel coat. Sorry, duffel coat. I'd like to see him go for this race. Would you? I, yeah, I would. I would because I think he stays. Um, I think. I don't know I I I've never asked about the horse um I wasn't sure if he was going to go to Cheltenham but I think he is now but I think I, I think he'd be an interesting one now if he lined up in this definitely uh, he stays like like uh, Tommy said earlier on he stays very well like he proved in um in Cheltenham when he beat uh, Pipes Torx. I'd love to see him go and then he get the allowances as well because of his age but um, I'll go with if, if he lines up, I'd back him. But if if not, um, I'll go at Nichols's horse.
0: And he's the man who always gets allowances because of his age, Barry Doyle.
4: <laughs> yeah, I love that from Davy. Uh, to be fair, uh, Duffel Um as I said, he get he get the allowance. He is one hardy horse. This Duffel Um I think he came from the clouds a couple of times to win. Uh, Cheltenham, uh, and he won somewhere else as well. I think, yeah, it was Weatherby. Um, but uh, yeah, at a big price, if he went, geez, he'd be interesting. But uh, I think Toriograph has the ideal profile for Mike. Um, you know, obviously, uh, he's your renowned Jiggins, winner
3: uh, winner on the inside track around Ferry House.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well, listen, i back to my 14s. He's now. I'd say Jack Kennedy. I don't know that Davey here, Davey's been up in gardens, um uh, but I, I'd say he would probably ride him. Um, he's, he's, had a, he's, like, he's had a good few runs now over hurdles. he's the ideal profile for it has the experience Mike's talking about staying longer than the mother-in-law this is the definition of it he absolutely hit the line very hard on his last two starts um, he's proven over three miles um, and as I said I, I think he has the ideal profile for it he probably is good value as well if Jack rides him he'll shorten up um, I'm with Andrew, couldn't have Fakira um, but, but Statler I think there's a lot been made um, of him, as I said earlier on the show. I'm not a ma- massive fan of, of Gallard de Manil. Uh, I'm not so sure about that race. So the, the one I'm with is, is Tory Graf. But as Davey said, if that duffel coat lined up getting an allowance, um, he is interesting, certainly.
0: I think somebody's going to at least either say yay or nay to this Cape gentleman who was um, Emmett Mullins' latest sortie across the Irish Sea. So let's try me luck with Tommy Coyle. Yeah you're you're going to get a few lines on him
3: anyway. Yeah look um he won the Irish Cesare, which for his on his first run for Emmett, and he looked very impressive when he won that. Um he fairly sluiced up in a maiden hurdle in Punchestown then didn't go right. Um obviously it was the day in Punchestown again and it was the bad fog we couldn't really see what was happening. But back to form when he went to England a couple of weeks ago and John Joe O'Neill Junior took over. Um, the one good thing we know is he he can travel over and stay and he'll run his race. Um, yeah, look, Emmett, as we said earlier, um, is in flying form. So you got you're gonna have to stand up and take note of his runners for the week. Um, just on that, um, yeah, I'd be the same. Look, I was only I was only trying to slag Barry there. Thori does stay well. He should be there thereabouts. Um Fakira. No, I don't really think I can have him. Um, Ashdale, Bob, and that bet. But one horse, um, just gone through his form, I don't know a whole lot. You could probably tell us a bit more, Mike. But um, just for Fergal O'Brien, is one of the best characters I've seen on Twitter and Everton, And he's had an outstanding year, himself and Paddy Brennan. Um, I know now the horse is only one around Sedgefield and that, but seems to stay very well. Um, Davey might know a bit more. I think Porrick O'Connor had him as a point of pointer, I think Derek won on them, um, there, but, um, I think just for, for racing actually, and for, for the likes of Farrill O'Brien to go to that next step. and um, he could, he could have a heart, good horse here that could go on and win. And, um, there's no one, uh, I see it there on Twitter and they are work and then follow them there. He's, he's a great character, but he works hard. And, um, he is reaping his war, the rewards this year. I think he's over 80 winners trained, Would i be right, Mike, um, this season. So, uh, Look, he, he he could be there or thereabouts
0: at an each way price. So I see we are going to have an Albert Bartlett fought out between a Sedgefield winner and one that won on the inside track at Fairy House. <laughs> Is that what we've come to? Come uh, on, yeah. help me, Ronan Groom. I need some help here. <laughs>
1: you said the inside track at Fairy House, right? But uh, he beat a horse called Velvet Elvis that day in the Maiden Hurdle. He's won twice since and goes for a grade three. King's Hurdle for Tom Gibney at Nace on Sundays. not a bad horse, lads. And then oh. Tory Graf went on and won the WT O'Grady Memorial Irish Novice Hurdle, and that's quite a good race. It's not a listed race. It's not a grade tree or anything. It's just a Novice Hurdle, but it's only had four previous winners before today. Three of them have gone on to win Grade 1s. Monkfish, Dortmund Park, and The Storyteller. I think this Tory graph is is uh, is could be very decent. He's a Jiggenstown horse, and you'd like to think Jiggenstown would have a good record in this race, given this is the type of horse that they beat, or that, that they buy. Uh, kind of future chasers, staying kind of novice hurdlers, and i give him a huge chance. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a bit shorter in the betting. I think Statler is an absolute boat. Concordia, that maybe that'll suit this race, who knows. Um, yeah, uh, Fakira, I kind of agree with the lads. And uh, Andrew mentioned Streets of Diane. I, I agree with him, I think He's kind of old-fashioned profile for this race. Loads of runs over hurdles, loads of experience. And I think it's just all been about this race. He won on the old course here at, by way back to the start of the season. Had a warm-up run, back over hurdles over a completely inadequate two miles the last day. Uh, ran okay and you know, 6'12", beaten in a grade two. But it's probably all about this race. Coming back up on the trip. Uh, Give him a big chance. Well, not a big chance, but I think 25-1 to one is probably over uh, underrating his chance. But uh, Tory Graff I would put anyone
0: off back in the to one. Which brings us, gentlemen, to the one they call the big one the Blue Ribbons, the Chantham Gold Cup of 2021 album photo, five to two, to make it three in a row on a show I've got here. And then it's a five to one champ, 11 to two, Aplutard. They're the top three. And then there's all sorts of others who may or may not. Take part in this that Santini, last year's runner up on the show I've got, is currently a 14 to 1 shot. So um, let's draw lots here and decide who has first innings on it. Um, Barry Doyle, have first innings. Champ.ie, editor, founder, tipster, engineer. Are you a Gold Cup winner? What have you got here? The first thing
4: you got to do is unmute yourself. I'm unmuted, Mike. You're being kind to me. Um, yeah. Nice gold cup again. Um, it's uh, the top three in the market. I don't think you need to look much further. <clears throat> and I'm against Al Boom Photo. Um I've backed two in the race. The two uh, at, at good enough prices, to be fair. 12-1 uh, to 1 champ, and I've also backed uh, a Plutard. Um, I've I think Champ, he's the one I'm going to be siding with here. Um, Similar to he's had the pipe opener. It it wasn't your typical start of preparation for a Gold Cup, was it? Um, He's had a wind up. up. Um, I think he, like, did he win the RSA chase last year with uh, a wind issue? He's had his wind done at the start of the year. We didn't see him for quite some time, but I loved his performance back at the minimum distance um, at two miles. Uh, I think he jumped an awful lot better um, than we've seen last year. Uh, I think it will set him right. Um, and I think if, if it did turn up better ground um, later on in the week, that's not going to be a bother to him. He's a serious engine. He's a serious player. And I wouldn't be surprised to see an awful lot of money for him on the day, um, given the fact that, you know, I suppose Album Photo. Yeah, look, he, he's rock solid, but just I, I just think the support is going to come for champ on the day. Um, at 5-1, to one, I think he is a bets, probably still. And, uh, yeah, he's my selection. I think he'll take a good bit of stopping.
0: Davey Ballard.
4: Um, It's
2: tough, isn't it, to try and pick holes in Albuenfo. He's won the last two years. Um, it's an incredible horse. When it's not broke, don't fix it, in terms of the Savills chase in Tremor and then going to the Gold Cup. Willie knows what he's doing with this horse and everything seems to be sh- straightforward again, like the last two years. But um if I'm gonna I wouldn't really be backing him at the price. I've never backed him before, so I'm not gonna start backing him now. So I back tired Um I thought he was very impressive in Leopardstown at Christmas. Um real stay and finish, um, which is needed. He what was he, second tier in to min, was he, or third to min in the uh, Ryanair? Um, yeah, um, other than that, just not really acting as Ken Boy, strange one, don't know why they wouldn't run. Um, in though. I think he's a bit soft. Uh, Champ uh, would not be for me, so yeah, I'd go with Apple Tar to take on Album Photo. But look, it would be brilliant to see him do three in a row, but for some reason, he doesn't really capture uh, everybody's imagination like a, a best mate or anything, does he? Um, but uh, I'll go with Tar, yep. Yeah. I've never heard. It'd be great, wouldn't
4: it? I, with, yeah. go, Mike. I've interrupted be, again.
0: It'd Be great with the uh, both Rachel Blamore and Brani Frost having rides in this. I think it'd be great for the sport, but whether they're on horses that are good enough, only time will tell. Um, let's have man with hat next. Don't know what's on his hat because he doesn't ever show it. Um, it's not to one of the. Uh, uh, but anyway, Mister Coyle. Uh, yeah. Honest with some
3: words, please. Yeah, no, um, I'd agree with Davey. Probably Alum Photo doesn't get the limelight as as in as a best mate or that, but that's probably because we don't see him as often. Um, he has his he has his map planned out, and um, as Davey says, don't don't uh, don't try and fix what's not broke. Um, yeah, I I I think I think he'll win. I think he's the winner of it. Um, champ um he yeah he he ran well the last day over two miles he was even traveled a lot better than i expected him to jump well um a tired. rachel wasn't didn't hesitate and switching from manila endo so he's obviously the one from henry's you'd imagine um you go down the list no i don't think there's a whole lot more um in it, uh, I couldn't see Froden win the gold cup to be honest. Sorry, Mike. Um, and then you go down to Native River. No, um, yeah, look, um, for me, probably forecast album photo and a blue Um, there's not going to be a whole lot in it, but uh, yeah, they're the two that's going to take the beating, Ron and Graham,
1: Mike. From a, a journalistic point of view, I suppose you're always looking at what's the main story in the race, and I guess it has to be album photo. But you just think you're looking at the race this year, and you're going, he's going for his third Gold Cup. It should be massive, but it's not really. And that's because the horse doesn't show up. And I have, a, I have nothing against the horse, and I am nothing against the trainer or Paul Townend or the owners, but I, I think this isn't a great thing if he goes and wins three Gold Cups, because I think sets a dangerous precedent, which is kind of already filtering through. You look at the way Nicky Henderson has campaigned some horses this season, that it's all about Cheltenham and the rest of the season pre Cheltenham is all doesn't really matter. Um, I just don't. You look at the great chasers like Cotto Star and Denman, they ran in Hennessy's and in, in King George's. I just don't think I just don't like this little run at Tremor. I just like to see him more. And fair enough, I can't pick holes in him, he's a right favorite. And from a betting point of view, but there's nicer stories, I think. Froden on is, is a nicer, is a, a more likable story. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Aplutar with Rachel on is a more likable story, I think. Uh, I think Aplutar, I give him a chance. I don't like Champ at all. I, I hate the preparation. I think the two-mile run, look, Nicky Henderson, I forget more than I know about racing, but if you if you run a horse over two miles, it wouldn't be surprised at all if he runs off free, if he hits a few fences, things like that. He's got to jump more fences than he ever has in a race before champ. And I'm, I'm just not sure I could see him go down. Uh, Absolutely tired, I think, has a lovely profile for the Gold Cup with his two-mile form. Uh, he's a great one winner with two miles, like Cottle star was. I think speed is an underrated aspect in the Gold Cup. And the way he hit the line in the saddles was huge. Uh, I think I no, I'm pretty sure he'll stay fine. Uh, and I won't put anyone off back in Native River. He's fourth in this race, uh, Two years ago to Al- Alvin Foto when he didn't go a yard, he's obviously a previous winner and he jumped beautifully at Sandown uh, at the age of 11. You know, look, that's a terrible stat, but I'd much rather see a horse like Nate ever come back and regain a Gold Cup. I think that would be a much better story for racing than Alvin Foto going win.
0: He's won his two goal cuts by a neck and two and a half lengths. He sort of scrambled home rather than in a, done it in imperious style. Speaking of imperial style, here's Andrew Dunrui. Oh no, no, it's Andrew Blair White.
5: Um, yeah, I suppose I, I'm not working as a journalist, so I'm I'm looking at the, the money in my pocket rather than the story for racing. And uh, the Numbers way to get money off. in your pocket. The, uh, the way to get money in your pocket for this race is back an album photo. I couldn't care less what everyone else thinks. Of him. I absolutely love the horse. I think he's superb. I don't think Willie Mullins, I don't think the owners, I don't think anyone gives two hoots what everyone else is thinking of him. I know people were trying to crab him for his run at Tremor this year. I wouldn't mind a horse winning a race by 19 lengths and people crabbing him, um, beating a Bobby Joe winner by 19 lengths. Jeez, it's, that's some going for an apparent bad day. Uh, he's done it on, with a, a quickly run goal cup. He's done it on a slowly run goal cup. Um I think he, he's superb. Champ has the ability to win a Gold Cup. I don't think he's got the mind to do it. Aplutar, for me, is one of the more overrated horses in training. Um, I think what's underrated, what nobody's suggesting with Aplutar, is he's not a great jumper himself. He can be a bit slow at times. And I just think with Native River and Frodon in the race, it's going to take no prisoners this year. and We might just find, a, find some horses out. Uh, I just think that needs to be mentioned with that, Plutarch, because I've seen so many previews and nobody has ever mentioned his jumping, um, which can sometimes be ponderous. I think Album Photo wins. And I know yourself, Mike, you're a commentator, but I'm sure Simon Holt is dusting up his vocals, uh, getting his three gold cups, infamous line uh, back ready after Stradivarius and best mate. And hopefully he's bellowing it at the top of the Cheltenham Hill.
4: Blair, what's okay. on your champ's mind?
5: Well, I'm going to say Champions of Horse who
0: won the RSA last year having gone via our Tewkesbury and then warms up by running over two miles. It's a bit like trying to win the Derby and your previous race is a five furlong sprint. It's going to be very interesting to see how he gets on. As time presses, lads, let me start because we've got a couple of bits of business to do. First of all, nap of day four. And um, we'll go to... Um, Tommy Corral first. Um, I'm gonna
3: just go a bit off the beaten track here. Um, in the surely Martin not. Pipe, Yeah, yeah surely not. We can all tip up oh, short price ones. Um, in the Martin Pipe, um, Gabby Nacco, um ran over two mile the last day. Got a nice prep run. Finished mid division in the two mile hurdle there in Leopardstown. Um, has form behind Fakira on the inside track of Fairy House. Let it be, but he was beaten by him by a neck. Um, he also ran in good races. Bob Bollinger, um, Ashdale Bob. So he was he was at the top table at some of the nice novice races in bigger tracks. Um, I think with eleven stone six on his back, um, Connor McNamara will probably ride. So at twelve to one, he's. A great each way bet. He'll even be my nap for the day at each way.
0: That'll be a great trivia question, wouldn't it? If that can win, which family had uh, two boys, one of whom won the Derby and the other one, the Martin Piper, But one, two brothers that won the Derby and the and at the Channel yeah. Festival in the same year. And Gabby right. Acke from the Gavin Cromwell Yard. Barry Doyle, nap of day four.
4: Yeah, Thomas is stealing me know it's actually having down as. If you were going to mention anything else on the Friday, I think he is a great bet in the American Pipe at twelve to one. Um, yeah, that's that's Gabi Naco. But uh, nap of day four, I go champion the Gold Cup at five to one.
0: Um, Ron and green. Um, I like.
1: Uh, I'm going for one at a price as well. Um, Mike, I like Happy Diva in the Mayor's Chase. Um, she was well beaten by Annie Mack the last day, but uh, if you take her form over this course and distance, or more or less, this course and distance is excellent. In her complete starts, she's finished second, first, second, and second. Her latest second over the course of this was off a mark of 149 in last season's uh, uh, Brown Advisory and Marybelle Stable Place. That was second to simply the best, thought so she ran a huge race. If she ran to that sort of standard again, uh,
2: she'll go very close to beating LK and I mean. A
0: huge I'm not sure whether we're going to run in that with Cabaret Queen we've also got various other options but whatever she does she's um, being tuned up for the National so I won't be carrying any of my cash um, who wants to go next? Um, Andrew Blair White
5: Yeah, Simon Holt three Gold Cups album photo
0: and to Davey Boland
2: And going for the Martin Pipe Race as well um, a ten to one shot, of Fire, for Gordon Elliott. Um, I would imagine Jordan Gainford is going to ride this horse. He had a grand run there um, in Navin. Uh, I say just a grand run. He probably would have won this race last year had he fallen. Um, yep, he's the one for me. We're probably, no, not probably, without doubt, the best. Claiming or either there is in Ireland or England at the minute.
0: That's strong uh, recommendation for that young man, um, Jordan Gainford. Bearing in mind, of course, that, you know, others that have uh, been well looked after by um, JP through the years and the likes of Simon Torrens Road, winners at the Dublin Racing Festival, um, et etc. et cetera. And um, Andrew.
5: I, I've just said there, Mike Albenfeder.
0: You're the short and sweet. So, the only person who has not had his say is hands up. There you are, you see. You've all had your say. And we've got it through with several minutes to spare, which is great. Just want to make sure that everybody was awake, you see. Um, that's day four. Um, first, huge thanks to our very special guests on this 18th week of the champ.ie podcast. Very special guests. Ted Walsh, Jamie Codd, and Mick Winters. We bring you the big names on this programme, and it's an absolute delight to work with these guys. It's also great to work with Ronan Groom, Tommy Coyle, Davey Boland, Andrew Blair White, and the producer, director, the dishwasher, the chimney <laughs> sweep, and the man who's selling tickets for Tuesday next at Dunleary Pier, uh, Barry Doyle. And uh, we are also, and it's important to all of us here, going to try and raise a few quid, or should it be a few euro, as a somebody who now lives in a country uh, divorced by Brexit. Anyway, we want to raise some cash for the Irish Inja Jockeys Fund. It is such a fantastic job, and who, sadly, are never short of things to do. And so no pressure on you five, but I want the nap of the week. And we're going to put that into a Heinz we're not going to add any baked beans or anything. Um, and so there is a five-some bet for Cheltenham Week. All profits go to the Irish Injured Jockeys Fund. So let's start at the top and work down, shall we? Barry Doyle. Can,
4: Can I, I just me.
3: ask, boys, are we going Are we going each way or win on this?
4: Win. It's a straight
0: win bet, I think. Uh, I don't know. Win. Uh, we're uh, going, we're is, going how win. i reading from... Uh, the piece of paper that's been put in front of me here.
2: That's so about what happens a level. if... Um, what if someone picks a favourite there and Barry jumps in with, with, with a screw like vindication or <laughs> <result>.
4: something?
2: <laughs> in the same race.
4: <laughs> we'll flip a coin for next fest. And then <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> Mickey,
0: he was such a nice, quiet, gentle soul, Davey. You don't, <laughs> don't upset anybody. That's why I thought we'd get Doyle out of the way first. Yeah, we'll start with the entertainment. <laughs> uh, what are you going to go with, Barry?
4: An urge you mean, 94... Arcanine. And there's a surprise.
0: Mm. Um, let's move on to run and groom.
4: Well, you just
1: we're already off to a losers start there. Mm.
2: Yeah, right. It's a job at the okay. with four other chances.
0: What are you yeah. gonna have?
2: Yeah, I'll go with monkfish then.
0: Um, we need somebody to put something big in here, otherwise it's not going to pay very much. Um, David Bowland.
2: Min six to one lover. So oh.
0: I wasn't sure whether you were going to tell me that whether you wanted to leave the room um, <laughs> when you put your hand up. Um, Tommy Coyle. Uh, we'll keep going. We'll go Paisley Park. And finally, coming live next week, perhaps, from the pier <laughs> at Dunleary, Andrew Blair White.
5: Yeah, well, based off those selections, we need something to boost it up. Uh, Glens of Zavantrum, Mayor's novice article, 12 to 1. So
0: those are naps. That is the Heinz. And to also keep the punters happy, I'll have a next best off you, please, and an each way in the handicap. Uh, Barry Doyle.
4: Yeah, Nap, as I said in you I mean nine to four. Next best of the week is Champ at five to one, and then Tucas at uh, eight to one each way in a handicap.
0: Running green.
1: Yeah, so nap monkfish. I was sure, but he would win. Uh, next best, I we'll go for a big price. Happy Diva in the, the mayor's chase, and each way, wherever Ganapathy runs, if he runs in a handicap, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be backing him. He has a few engagements, so uh, wherever he runs,
0: thank you, Barland. Uh,
2: Monkfish is the nap, but um, we go next best, main and then I'm going to give two each way in the handicaps. Uh, Colm of Fire in the Martin Pipe and Miss Milner in the Pretemps. She's a lovely race and weight. She got a mother and father of a fall in Lepristown, but she was fine after. She's recently schooled around the current. She's in great form. She ran a cracker in Cheltenham and um, beaten by Nikki's horse on the blind blindsides. I think she's a great price there. 16s there. So she's my other one. Andrew Blair White.
5: Yeah, I'll keep my nap at Glen's and Antrim in the Mayor's Novice. I think there'll be a lot of money for her. Uh, next best, probably need to get a guarantee in there. Ellie May for the Mayor's Chase. And my um, each way would be Kashari for the Carl Cup for Willie Mullins.
0: And uh, Mr. Tommy Coyle.
5: Yeah, we'll
3: stick with Paisley Park for the nap. Um, next best, we put in Honeysuckle. Could be a nice little double there. And my e I'm going against Davey and I'm going to stick with uh, Gabby Nacco in the mountain fight.
0: Well, you'd be relieved to hear that it'll be business as usual next week and Barry Doyle has uh, will return to this chair where he belongs. And I'm going off to some out of Mongolia or somewhere where I belong and it'd be nice and far away from the mother-in-law.